All right, we'll go with three, two, one. Kick it off. And not me, because I'm... Tucker. Yeah. Yeah, we added to the sexy ass host list. That's right. She was gonna do a new one for me today, but got a little tied up. Oh. That's the the the, the Ray Reagan led better that we know. Of Salt Lake City. Oh, that's right. Um, I thought news she, fame. I forgot she's an actual real person and not uh, one of those <laughs> AI like voice thingies. Yeah. 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 She does have a good voice. She sounds like one of them voice yeah. uh people. Louder. Wait, which one are you trying to make louder? This, this one. Lock your doors. Uh, nobody jump in your yeah, car. All, right. all right. Well. All right. Well. Hey, hold on. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Tucker Mabry. Yes, sir. Uh, hey. The people love it. The people hey. love it. Yeah. We've got Doug in and out right now. He's making deals happen right now. He's dealing with some, uh, some sort of uh, Las Vegas coffee shop or something. I don't know. Trauma. <laughs> Lost business Vegas coffee drama. Yeah, I think it is though. Yeah, it really is. I, I, that wasn't an, that wasn't something I just <laughs> made up. That's kind of what he deals in is just random quick stops and and take fives yeah. all over the country. I'm sure there's more to it than that. Well, have him come in here and explain the whole thing to us. Yeah, exactly. Hey, there we go. We'll all, that's what everybody wants. We'll to hear all about take a right nap now. over <laughs> the next over the next two hours. Doug talks commercial real estate. <laughs> Well, it's been a while. Tucker, welcome back. Right, bud. Thanks, dude. Yeah. Dude, thanks for having me. It's been uh, it's yeah. been a minute. I think we needed you to be gone so long just so we knew how much we missed you. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things. It's been like four years. Has it really been that long? It's been How about when you had your first when you had your first baby ish? Yeah. Well, she's four. She's four. Okay. <laughs> so it's been it's been right right there at it. I mean I think, I, I think the old Pine View location. Yeah. I often right. forget how long we've been doing this show. Like I mean, you know, I, like, I think the yeah. last time I was on here, it was Damien. <laughs> yeah. Doing a new flood tide line or something, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Damien. Uh, Damien and, and Terry Claus. Now, well, we have talked to K- Terry. We've made communication. Oh, really? And we're going to do a show like right before Christmas, if all you right, guys okay. all can. I'm all hoping right. we all can. I'll be around. And Terry Claus is coming. He's oh. at least going to be oh, wow. calling. Maybe Damien... Damien will at least be. Oh here. wow! We, if, oh if, my goodness! If uh, it would be good to see Damien for about seven seconds. Well, if, if <laughs> Terry, <laughs> just lay eyes on him and then walk away. <laughs> if Terry lets Damien take the sleigh up here from Beaufort, if uh, we can't get Terry, but I bet we can get Terry. Well, I feel like see, the thing is, is Terry's normally too drunk to drive the sleigh himself. Yeah, that's true. I will say that, like Damien, yeah, like that brings up a good point. Like 
everybody I think's got those people in your life where like you care enough about them where you want to like look at them and be like oh he's still alive and then you don't want to actually make eye contact you know you just want to yeah. like see them and be like oh there's that person and then okay I'm, I've seen enough I can move yeah, on now I know kind of like that Thanksgiving family <laughs> reunion uh, once a year I talk to you for 10 minutes I'm good for the year yep all of a sudden I feel like we need to do a red carpet so what are you wearing <laughs> you're wearing Zealand and Sims Zealand and Sims what's and under what, what are we wearing under there what's that hoodie uh just bluebirds off off brand uh blue shirt special yeah and mike <laughs> what are you wearing tonight i i'm actually uh i'm i'm marsh out from like toes okay. to nose up yeah, here yeah. I, I got the kind of the earth tone series yeah, a little marsh this little hoodie jacket thing i, I like don't know it. what that's about but that, that little shout out to marsh and then a new hat yeah. what's the undershirt what it's t-shirt a, are it's we a wearing? T-shirt. God, you were yeah, ripping. You are. I told you I was like nose to toes. I was. I was well, here, did so Logan I had, get to you to yesterday? Knowing we were going <laughs> to do this podcast. Well, me and Logan, I you know, Logan was. I, I we've known Logan a, a long roommate, time. Yeah, roommate slash you know, for one at one point in time, Marshware and Flood Tower were operating out of the same frog. I was going to say at they, our they, house. They were um, out of the same right ten by together. ten room. Yeah, me, me and Logan have a little deal. I won't call it a sponsorship deal because I don't feel like I deserve any level of sponsorship from anybody, but. Uh, I trade you with Logan. Though. I trade Logan. He uh, he he likes uh, some big tarpon flies. He fishes Costa Rica and he fishes here. And he and we have over the years developed some specific style of flies that Logan likes to throw at the tarpon here, and he likes to throw at the tarpon in Costa Rica. And um, so I tie him, you know, a box or two of those, and in return every year I get basically a big wardrobe full of marshware let me tell you what he does works he, out he, for me he puts his hand to a box of 500 shirts yeah yeah and it feels like no, it feels like pulling a snowflake out of the snow yeah and, well for me like I, I get to tie some big weird stuff that i don't normally like yeah. i'm talking like I, well, but i was gonna say what's, what's the time investment oh it's a lot yeah uh, i mean it, and to you it's worth it though you got yeah, to, I, get you to I get to zone out for a little bit and i don't have to buy clothes which is a i we're talking like 12 and 14 inch long articulated oh. monstrosity flies Musky little flies, basically, if you want to envision it in your head, Jeez. but tarpon styled. But yeah, tarpon styled. It works out. Like I think that's the most honest type of. Uh, so it looks like a Yucatan squirrel. <laughs> it's like the most honest form of, of sponsorship you can get, right? Like that's a direct trade off. I yeah. do this for this company. This no, company gives me this in exchange. So sure. he's so not he, a he's content sponsored, creator. He's sponsored by Mike Benson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So <laughs> Mad Mike's flies uh, sponsors Logan, yeah, uh, okay. and and and. and through Logan Marshware, you know, and then uh, Marshware sponsors Mike Benson. It works out just no. fine. Everybody's a winner. Mm-hmm. We all want to be winners. Yeah, and I hate buying clothes. So the fact that they just show up at my house, just I don't even have to pick them out. Like that. Dude, I don't remember the last piece of clothing. Well, I, I bought some jeans. I've had to. But like for shirts or like, I don't remember the last time I bought anything. My wife was like, are you going to clean out your closet this winter? I'm just like. <laughs> I get, I'm not gonna have any clothes if I throw it. I went and got a new pair of pants. I had an art show a couple weeks ago. I was like, you know, these these khakis aren't gonna cut it anymore. They're. I'm, I bought a new T-shirt yesterday, uh, and all of you can buy a new T-shirt. Oh, too. Yeah, Paul Puckett did. is now releasing Ooh. T-shirts again. Yeah, just you know, Paul Puckett's fine art website. Mm-hmm. You should uh, Google it, that. It's these. Do you, do you have a, a, a sample? No, no. It's these print house things. You know, so you don't even have one here. I couldn't buy one from you right no. now. No, no. You know I would. That's not how it works. Anymore, I can hand you the phone with the link all set up, and you just put your. <laughs> they're custom. They're custom made per order. Oh, so yeah, wow. it's a print house, and I've never okay. done this. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm somewhat nervous about it, but I feel feel like they've got it pretty 
lubed up by now where they know what they're doing with it. So you just send them like the, the design and it's a, a Bella, whatever format? So they, they have a bunch of shirts to choose from. A Bella Canvas, I'm super familiar with that shirt. So I got no problem with the shirt. I don't need to, to sample the shirt because we use that same one, Bella Canvas 3001 short sleeve. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. the silver one. We did that. We did a couple of things with that. And I know they're good shirts. The image uploads, they put it on there. I feel like by now they should know how to do that. And I feel good about it. They even let you uh, personalize the little tag on the inside. Oh, and it's the uh, Chris Farley bull red face where it says it's got to be your bull. And it's like Chris Farley on the bull. Yeah. yeah. That's a classic. I mean, that's, that's a classic, uh, yeah. classic Paul Puck. So, so. Uh, you got to have one. Could we bring the Predator back? Even I got to have one. I got to have one. Maybe Predator will be the next one. No, we'll see. Flood Tide's on the shelf right now. And the flood, Predator belongs to Flood Tide. So I can't really uh, do that. Can't get only Yeah. Yeah, we can I create see. some new ones. I really don't even know who owns that art right now. It's still kind of being figured out, but uh, mm. technically Flood Tide owns it, so we'll see what happens. Gotcha. That's all kind of just figured out. Um, I do want to say that our friends of the podcast, Frigate Reserve Rum. Oh, yeah. We are we got a 15-year and a 21-year sitting here on yep. the table. I'm sipping on one right now. Tucker's going to get a sip in a little bit. Yeah. Um, friends of the show, also Turtle Box. This is oh. the house that Turtle Box built, and can here I, we got music playing. Can I just say that, like I, like I've had a lot of speakers over the years, and, and I use them for yeah. various things. But I use that Turtle Box religiously. You're man. boxed. Well, I'm boxed. I mean, I didn't think it would make that big of a difference, but like the fact that I don't have to worry about it, I just throw it out. Like, doesn't matter what I'm doing if it gets kicked or sprayed by the water hose, or you know, well, what I'm dude, saying. I like, mean, the amount of punishment oh, that yeah. we that that I mean all the glade strips that we've taken and everything and there's always <laughs> yeah. a turtle box on that trip and they've made it back yeah. every single time they're we awesome. can't say that for <laughs> <laughs> no, a lot, lot of, of a lot of gear i have an entire tote full of camp cooking equipment that disappeared in the everglades i still don't know where that is thanks for hey just sticky. a little tagline they're they're durable portable waterproof and loud very loud which you can there's, hear there's that, Doug. that mainly makes sense because you got to be able to hear it when you're running the boat right and you can't hear little normal it's speakers. amazing though you can have that turtle box loud as shit when you're leaving the dock yeah you got to turn that boat up get where you're going you can't hear it anymore i can hear mine it, but when you have it loud enough for the ramp like loud enough for the oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 like you have to turn you it have up. to make it uncomfortably well, loud exactly. on the water what's, what's really funny is if like if you're sitting out on a dock say on the intercoast or whatnot and a boat goes by, and how loud they have their music. Yeah, you yeah. See how loud they're talking. You're just like, crazy. Oh my, I can hear every single word yeah. you're saying. Yeah, it's <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. And also Bahio. Uh, oh yeah. You know they have they best at blocking the blue light. Uh, sustainable, uh, employee owned, and they're just a good group of folks. Yeah, making really good glasses. Well, our buddy Jay's over there. We yeah. know a lot of these guys. Um, basically, just yeah, a good down to earth company. Making good sunglasses. They're big supporters of young anglers and trying to kind of make sure that uh, that foundation is still going. So, uh, cheers. Do you know who carries them here? Uh, Yeah, I think uh, I know Shades does even. Rivers of Glen don't they? Yeah, Rivers of Glen Glen holds them. Okay. They carry them. Nice glasses. Yeah. So, those are pretty much the the friends of the company. Yeah, we don't have commercials necessarily. No, but we like to shout out to our people. Yeah, yeah. But, but and nothing, that's stuff that we use. I was going like, to say, it's nothing you don't it's use. It's not like yeah. a stretch. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. sipping on the, the rum right now, as a matter of fact. Yeah, he, I'm, I might switch gears. I, I'm at least for one. I got to. Just uh, get some ice. You just a little ice. Little rum. Just let the ice be the water. The, the ice is the water. Yeah. yeah. Hard water. Ice used to be water. And it will be water again. Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> in some way, shape, or form. it could be steam too. 
Could be. It could be. But then it's water vapor. It could be. Uh, All right, Mr. Will. I... All right, well. Well, should we get on with some subject matter? I mean, we're just kind of catching up. Yeah, well, I mean, we yeah, we hadn't we haven't done this in a hot minute. So, let's start with you, Paul, cuz I mean, you've been yeah, more than anybody else. We're what let's the shorter list would be, let's just say where you haven't been in yeah. the last like, September was crazy. September <laughs> you was were crazy. Literally everywhere, man. And I was here for August uh but then I said yes to kind of a couple too many people. Uh and I did the one fly early September, which I do that every year. That wasn't really a yes or no thing. I've gotten involved with the one fly pretty well, and it's just it's an awesome thing to be a part of. They do so much good for uh, that Jackson Hole Valley, and uh, so I'm pumped to be part of that. I, I basically donated painting, and they auctioned it off. Get to do a little fishing. Get to be part of the tournament. Did not do that great in the tournament. I always do good like one day. And then the subsequent day is usually pretty rough. Let me get the tunes back on. I don't know what happened here. And then, um, and then, so about ten days later after that, I had a Bracho tournament down in Port O'Connor, Texas, which I do that one every year as well. Such a good group of guys, guys that I've known for a long time, and some guys that I haven't known for a long time. So. Did that tournament, and I fished with my buddy Owen Gaylor and Chance Yarborough, another artist, if you, uh, you like sporting art. Yes, I recognize that name. What's that? I recognize that name. Yeah, he's a really good artiste, so check him out. Uh, so we did awesome day one. We, I think we were tied for second after day one. Had some nice fish, but we still needed that big fish to slot tournament. So day two, you know, Day two, Owen's like, let's go to this spot, and if they're there and we catch two of these fish, we're going to win this thing. Oh, the Baracho? Yeah, day two. And if they're not there, we're just going to fish, have fun, and just accept that we, uh, we're we not going to win again for like the fifth year in a row. Well, you know, you're going to win one, you're yeah, gonna win one of these days. Well, it's, either way, it's fun, and you know, and Owen gets pretty pumped and spicy about it because it's, it's his backyard, and we've got these guys coming in from other places winning. Yeah. So if someone were to come in from Columbia or Wilmington here and win a tournament that you've been fishing, you fish here every day, wouldn't that be kind of like, what the fuck? It's a bit of a slap in the face. Yeah, It, it is. So but. he gets chippy about it, which I get it. So Chance and I are doing the best we can to win this damn thing. And we want to win it too. Yeah. But then you get distracted by beers and lunch breaks and it just gets... <laughs> well, that especially. But day two, we were pretty focused. So we, 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 we drove the skiff pretty far. And we ran the boat pretty far. Wait, and isn't that the same thing? I mean, drive. They drove. drove they drove. Well, they drove. It was we, like trailered, they trailered it. we trailered. Oh, it. I got okay. you. Uh, yeah. Okay. So y'all want to y'all want a field, and then come to find out, the guy that won it for like the third straight year in a Fished row on the dock. He <laughs> drove like an hour and a half and ran an hour and a half. Like Jeez, he's and they're, they're going to think about maybe limiting your the area. Most places do have a range like between they this river to. and this river. It's yeah. also nice because of the crowds, though. The crowded boats aren't everywhere. But anyway, we get to where we're going, and we start seeing fish, and Chance catches a fucking 28-inch fish, which 28, the slot is 20 to 28. So you can't catch something over 28. Gotcha. If it's a hair over 28, that fish is, does not count. So is this a, like, kill tournament? Like, no. you bring them back? or Just take a picture. But you have to catch them in the slot. Yeah. So they don't count above the slot. So every year, you get your, your best three fish from each day no best four fish from each day okay so but i can improve on 
first day's fish on second day. Like if I only catch one good fish day one, but day two I catch four amazing fish, I can overlap those three from day one. So you can still manage it, which I like that. Yeah, yeah. You can have a shit day one and still yeah, win the thing yeah. on day two. Right. So we needed a 28-inch fish and a 27-inch fish, and this place had it. We caught, Chance caught a 28-inch fish the first hour. It's like, holy shit. And from across the pond, I saw two fish with their backs out, and I was like, and we could tell that they were 27, 28s. Yeah, yeah. And we made our way over there. We couldn't find them again. It was starting to get windy, muddy. We had no visibility anymore. The clouds were coming in. So we started getting a little frustrated. We couldn't find those fish. So then we made a move and kind of went in this tight little opening. Turned the boat real fast, and the uh, push pole caught this tree branch and popped the, the push pole out and broke the push pole holder in the front. Oh, Jesus. So now we're just kind of, no big deal. We can handle this. It kind of sat in there a little bit. About 30 minutes later, we're going to this spot that's super smooth, and it hits this clearing where the wind and it starts shaking. And right when Chance went to try to go grab it, it hit the water, and the push pole blew up. Oh, yeah. Went into about 100 pieces. Oh. And that was, it was only like 10.30. Oh, and we were, we were now fried. you don't have a push pole. <laughs> we tried for 30 minutes pushing the boat with an eight foot section. And it, it's, 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 you have so much hope and like possibility for about 25 minutes until you look back and Owen just slumps shoulders and throws the fuck pole and it's just like we're done. So yeah. that's what happened to that tournament. Uh, we ended up getting like eighth place or something. And then went to Mexico. Last week of September, uh, first week of Mexico. Saw Pedro the permit. He's coming by for the holiday. Oh, oh is he? Will he's, we see him? He's coming down. Yeah, he's coming yeah, down. Yeah, he's coming down. That didn't mean you're no, going to see him. No, he's coming through. He's going <laughs> to he's gonna actually visibly <laughs> appear. We'll he'll see. visibly he'll stick his tail out once. And he's supposed to be here. all done. Yeah. But so... I, I caught, or I didn't catch any permit again. Imagine that. Uh, I feel like that's, I've gone three weeks without catching a permit, which to me I think is actually harder than catching one. <laughs> so. You gotta, like, at this point, you're trying not to catch yeah, one. Yeah, no, right? fuck this. Wait, fuck so, this so, thing. like, how long has it been since you've caught one? At least 18 days of fishing. Wait, in a row? So, no, I guess six no. days, a year later, six days, and then five months later, six days. Well, he means like, like, but you've that, gone that, like the last three years basically to Mexico without catching permit. Two and a half, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I saw more damn permit than I've ever seen in October. I've never been there in the fall, which was cool. Saw tons of fish. Didn't, I had one actually come up and eat the fly right when I cast it to it. And it happened to be right when I was going to get that first strip in. No. He, right when I'm like, ah, he ate it right there and went and he'd spit it out. Yeah. But, uh, good time. Good time with a group from, from Texas. Um, Good friend David Coleman. Uh, Palant Mud Club is awesome. We got a couple spots open for uh, April. Come on now. Uh, letting y'all out there know, too. We got a couple spots. Email me. Palant Club, April 26th through May 3rd. Oh, I'll so, be in the Keys in May, and that, that'll be yep. all that, that my wife and the good Lord allows me probably for next year. But that just you. means that I'm not going to take your spot. So No, I know. It means all the people out there can. We came close a few years ago. We did. We got real close. close. Yeah, and then I had to go pop out a crotch goblin, and here we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, what is a crotch? Tell me more about the that. child. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> How is that child rearing? She's awesome. I mean, she really is. It's. Yeah. I mean, it's like, don't get me wrong, all you young, you know, hopefuls out there who are 
you know, living the dream, just remember, Mad Mike Benson was you. I was the 24-year-old fishing bum sleeping on the floors. I ain't never had a kid. Yeah, I was that guy. I don't think you were ever, I'm never going to have a kid. I no. wasn't. I was ambivalent no. about children. I was like, I, I, it, I yeah. think we were on the same page. It was one of those things just like, like, man, maybe one day, but not. Yeah, the problem is, yeah, not anytime soon. that one day caught up to me eventually because I'm getting old. And, and not me. And so, like, and I don't regret any of it. It's amazing. It's great. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you right now, a child and a, unless you're Paul Puckett, a child and a, an active fishing life. They don't go hand in hand for a couple of years there. Uh-huh. They, they'll they'll suck it out of they you. They're not compatible. Not right away. I'm, course, at some point, your catch dad, up. your dad did not let you well, get in his way because he could strap me to him and walk places. Well, whereas, true. like I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the day where like Nora is uh, takes instruction well enough where I can take her in the boat with just me and her. Like as it is right now, there needs to be another adult to keep a hand on the small child that's going to hurt herself on everything. Yeah. But at some point she'll get to the point where I can take her out in the boat and know that, you know, with a life jacket on, mind you, that she's not going to do something crazy and kill herself. Yeah. Like Ben and I took Piper probably about a month ago. Yeah. Right. When the season was starting to change, you could tell the end was near as the end of October. Yeah, Yeah. And, uh, he helped me just kind of manage her a little bit, but I can't, there's no way, You'd be able to, especially with the tiller, especially with, oh, yeah. any, it doesn't matter what you're running. Yeah. Not so, safely. Like, yeah, I mean, you no. could do it, but it'd be You sketch. could, like, hold her hand or something. How old is she? Like, almost three in January. Oh, okay. No, she's not there yet. But it was fun uh, when we were pulling the boat and Ben was on the front. She was totally just, uh, just, oh, what's the word for it? I'm just obsessed with just the little snails on the grass. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's all she cared about. Snails. <laughs> there were, like, 50 snails in the <laughs> boat. and so she's she definitely likes being out there. Like she was having a blast, just looking around, looking at the snails. Yeah. I pointed a fish out to her. I don't think she really saw it. And well, I, you know, I'm looking forward to those. I'm looking forward to those days where, like, yeah. I mean, yeah. I hope she enjoys being outside because you know, if I'm still stuck on daddy duty, yeah, we're going outside. We're going to be yeah. we're going to be in the woods or we're going to be on a boat. I was going to say, if you, to, you keep your same work schedule, and I mean, you're well, I won't. Have, I won't. But that's for a whole lot of other reasons. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, the thing is, like, it's one of those things where I'm just in that weird spot where it's tough to really, when you have the kid, it, you know, it's impossible to do the things that you want to do. And, mm-hmm. and you know, and I'm in a place, too, where me and my wife have chosen actively not to have, like, child care. So, like, I am the child care. My wife is child care. You know, so, like, I don't have that. And we don't live next to family. So, I don't have, yeah. like, memo or somebody I can drop her off with and run out. So, and that's fine. I'm yeah. just I'm just having to eat it for, like, a year or two here. <laughs> yeah. Until I. Make, make the investment. Yeah, so to speak. Yeah, it and then you work is. weekends. Y'all I work every weekend. Yeah, so it's not like y'all are really uh, in a situation where I don't get a day off. Basically, yeah. I work three days a week, and then I'm I have the well. And it's not. I hate to talk about like it's babysitting. It's not babysitting. It's my child. But like, <clears throat> yeah, you know, I got four days a week where I have a, a one and a half year old under my feet yeah. all the time. You know, which limits my ability to do stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tie flies and listen to music. And well, look, I, look and, at then, and then I also I think I'm pretty much got a raging case of ADD that's never been addressed. And and like so, <laughs> I just like at the house I just start shit. I got a giant hole in my backyard right now because I'm building a deck, and I got I just painted the ceiling. Like my day, like <laughs> if I told you about what I do on a general day, you'd be like very. Domestic. Are you okay? Very. <laughs> Very domestic. <laughs> My wife came home yesterday, and I was like, "Yeah." She was, "What'd you do today?" I'm like, "Well, you know, me and Nora, we had breakfast up, and then she went down for a nap, and 
I painted the ceiling in the bedroom, did six loads of laundry, and went in there, and I, I, I noticed that this thing was out of whack, so I adjusted that. <laughs> like, I'm like, I got ADD, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> At least it's constructive ADD. Yeah, I'm high yeah, functioning. It's not sitting there scrolling I'm, I'm Insta all day. Yeah, I can't. I, my wife says I putz. Because when we like run around the house, like I just walk around and do shit. She's like, "Will you stop putzing?" I'm like, "I, I I'm not. I don't want to sit down. I don't want to just sit there and do nothing." We got Keith coming in town in a couple of days, so Sarah's running around just doing all the little details. Because Keith, he didn't go out his way to notice things, but he just noticed things. But yeah. he, he's not like doing it in a way like, "Why didn't you fix this?" He's like, "Oh yeah, it looks like this lights out. Let's fix it." You know, it's just like always something. <laughs> We'll we'll clean the shit out of the place, and the next day he'll he'll just have the vacuum out. <laughs> like Keith, we literally vacuumed yesterday. Oh yeah, I just like vacuuming, Paul. It's like, okay, bud. You mm-hmm. know what I like to do? That my wife it drives her nuts that I do it. I like folding laundry. Mm-hmm. It soothes me. Like I will sit there, like while we're watching TV, like or whatever. Yeah. Like we have a big ottoman thing. I'll sit there and just fold laundry. I don't and mind. She's doing like, that will either. you stop and just relax? I'm like, I don't know how to say. See, this. I'm the opposite. I don't mind doing the laundry. I don't yeah. like folding. I I just yeah. I don't mind hanging up the laundry. But I don't like. You're not a folder. folder. I'm not a folder. Oh, I love folding it. It's so cathartic. Like just and I I, I fold it all nice and neat. It's all and like, warm and and just getting in straight lines and everything's tidy and shape <clears throat> and oh man, it makes me feel good. And See, tidy. I think I think part of it comes <laughs> to some trauma from the Charleston Angler having to sit here and fold <laughs> fucking t-shirts for hours on it. I wonder end. how many put now t-shirts how many now was that therapeutic for you, Mike? Working at the Angler, folding t-shirts that for hours not. on it. Tell end. me, it didn't feel good when you got one like perfectly square though. Like it feels good. <laughs> it is. It feels this real. hour of homemaking with Mike Benson. <laughs> and then you got another crotch goblin that comes yeah. in and starts ripping them out of the bed. Oh, you don't. I've learned. I've not been a parent very long, but I learned don't fold laundry in the presence of a small oh, child. Boy. Like you can't no. get. No, they just grab all of it and, and think it's hilarious. <laughs> they're like, they're, they're, they just like I'm going to help. Yeah. 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 I'm going to help. Not well, mine. She grabs it and runs and just starts giggling. She's like, <laughs> she knows it drives me nuts. Piper's in full Y mode right now. Oh, oh dude. What are you welcome doing? to that full. You're I'm folding laundry. Why? Mine's in the what's that, but she says, she doesn't say what's that. She's starting to work on her words, but she says, I, and probably my fault because I say <clears> that <throat> all the time instead of that with a TH. I say dat with a D. Like, I'm like, hey, give me that. Give me you know, that. And I do that. that all the time. So now she'll, like, she'll just point at things like you'll have a book. She'll be like, dat. Uh-huh. Dat. Dat. <laughs> and then that. you guys are that's a that's a bird. Dat. Give that's me that. That's a tree. Dat. That's the same bird. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's enough cute kid talk, I guess. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, you Baracho Pascador, Mexico. Baracho, Mexico. Mexico. Then you went to the World Series, didn't you? Did oh you, my gosh. Did you get in one of those games or was it the playoffs? I can't remember which one. So so I went back to the, first of all, yeah, Rangers. This was the season I'll never forget. It's just, it was more like a relief than it was like some sort of big celebration. My granddad was always looking forward to the Rangers winning the World Series. My dad was always looking forward to it. Neither of them got to see it. Uh, so for me to be able to see it, it was almost like a weight lifted off my shoulders more than it was like, let's rejoice for this championship, which obviously was happy, but almost it was more sentimentally sad happy to me to some degree also because uh, I listened to the ticket back in Dallas. So, you know, all week they talked about it. They had people on the radio talking about it. So I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be over there painting, just go, Garver. so it was just, it was just, uh, I can't describe it, but yeah, I went back to the the ALCS for a game with uh, buddy Kyle Wright and some other guys, Nacho from Tailwaters, and uh, had great seats at that. 
flew back the next day. So quick in and out. And and I'd been to a divisional playoff a long time ago. So never been to an ALCL, ALCS. When they got to the World Series, Patman was like, dude, you got to come to the World Series game. I told him, man, it would make my life a lot less complicated if I didn't come back. To fucking, <laughs> I mean, I've got shit going on. And then Sarah's like, no, you should go. I'm like, ah, damn it. Because <laughs> I wanted to go, but I had so many things I was joking. You were hoping she would yeah, poo-poo I kinda, it. I kind of was fine if she would... You know, give you so, the neg, just give you like you, you know, just, you just, get, just give you the out. So Patman, like, let's say the game was Friday, Wednesday. He's like, man, no, I got this thing where I do on t- StubHub. We're just gonna go the day of. I'm gonna take Shelly Friday. We're just gonna look at the ticket prices all day, and they'll start dropping about three. And I was watching it from here because I didn't fly out till Saturday. And sure enough, three o'clock they start dropping from like let's just say fifteen hundred bucks. They go to. 1200 then they're 900 and they kind of stall out about 800 if you're getting a good seat. Standing room onlys were going from 5 to 300 down to 200 So it's like, all right, well, I don't care if I'm a standing room only, whatever. So that's what I'm kind of planning for in my mind. And I get we get there, and that game, Friday night, game one was incredible. Like ninth inning, comeback, three-run homer, 10th inning, walk-off homer. So the game was just like exhilarating, took over the whole city of Texas, Dallas and Fort Worth. So about two o'clock, I saw the standing room only tickets. They're about four hundred bucks. I was like, "Well, right now I could just buy it." And I'm sitting in Dallas, I'm like Patman. I'm just gonna buy this. Thing. No, no, we'll get it. We'll get that thing later on. We'll get better seats for the same price. Well, four o'clock came around. They started going up. Oh no! Five o'clock came around. There were hardly any seats left, and they were triple the price. Oh, so I never got in. We never got in. Uh. But what we did do was go to what they call Texas Live. It's like connected to the ballpark. And it's like this kind of outdoor, indoor forum. You can hear the roar of the crowd literally next door. Jumbo-sized TV. It makes you feel like you're at the game. So I got to kind of feel the, feel the vibe. of, uh, And we also lost. I'm 0 for 2 this year on going to Texas for Ranger games in the playoffs. So wow. it was fun. Uh, hats off to those Rangers, though. First time world champions. It was cool. Yeah, man. Well, congratulations. Yeah. It's funny that I just, you mentioned that because I think I might have forgotten to even talk about it. Hey, man. I just I'm just bringing it up, bringing up what I saw. I hadn't talked to you about it, so yeah. yeah. Well, what the hell you been doing, Tucker? Mike, come on. Well, you've been daddy, and we've been talking about daddy. Yeah, I've been daddy, and I mean, since the last time we've been here, uh, we talked about tarp. I think the last time we did this was in August, late August. Yeah, I ain't really. Uh, I'm. I mean, in between daddy and school and work i that's about all i get really done anymore but uh, i did tucker let me sit in one of his tree stands i sat one time this year and i killed deer and i've been eating on that here lately which by the way that will have on you that. had have you uh so our local uh one of our local processors um did our deer and they do a uh and i've had other processors do deer and then all of them have sausage and stuff you can get specialty things made and uh, so I did their peppers and cheddar sausage, mm-hmm. smoked sausage. Mm-hmm. Wow. Come on, man. Like, those things are, even my wife, who like the sausages we've got from like Southern Spice and the other places, right. been, they were okay. And she's never, but she's never been a big fan of the venison sausage. But like we were eating those. She was like, where did you get these? I'm like, that's that deer I killed. She goes, that's venison? I'm like, she goes, these are good. I mean, they are so good. Is like the the thick, the full? They're, they're not the, the summer like sausage. The the, no, not summer sausage. Okay. They're actual sausage, like yeah, yeah, sausages. Yeah, yeah. And I did the smoked sausage, which I made a, I made a badass uh, 
I'm 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 cooking a lot. I got a lot of time at home, and I'm ADD, like I told you. So I'm uh-huh. cooking a lot. That's good though. But uh, I made a uh, yeah, I'm a domestic man. Um, but I made a badass uh, I can't jambalaya, and I used <coughs> that smoked sausage. Oh, and I used the shrimp that I caught myself out in the harbor. He had him so a I had low country Charleston jambalaya. Shrimp made me a jambalaya in the big. Big, oh my god, it was Dude, good, boy. That it was good. good. But, yeah, that's it. I mean, I, I I killed an animal. I did some shrimping. Did do a lot of shrimping. Yeah, there you go. Or not? I say a lot. I went twice and I coolered out twice. And you did good. Yeah, yeah, I did enough to where I didn't need to go. I, I I didn't go again because I didn't have any more room in my freezer for shrimp, which is a good problem to have when you're like, okay, I can't fit anymore in yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. It's a good shrimp problem. Yeah, yep. it's a good shrimp problem. Uh, but that's it, man. Just living the life, just one day at a time, my friends. Living that dream. <laughs> Tucker, now the, the last two and a half years of your life, please continue with your... <laughs> yes, hey, it's been a minute since... Uh, Tell us everything. Everything. Uh, let's see here. Not... Yeah, it was last year. Got laid off from a job I've been doing for 12 years. So that was fun. Two months before my son was born. Oh, nice. Yeah, so that was, that was excellent timing. Um, took 11 months to find another job. Okay. Yep. And... and which, by the way, I'd make it like eleven days before I was out of money. But so, like, you did good. Like, it just shows Dude, how well prepared it you was were. Totally. Worst year of my life. Yeah. Because anytime you're not job hunting, you feel guilty about not job hunting. But I mean, it's not like yeah. a, I mean, jobs are like posted like you know every day. But it's yeah. not like you're seeing a thousand new opportunities every yeah. day. So, so it was either taking their kid taking your kid or kids or pretty much job hunting. Cause it was just like, Oh, I could go fishing. Found a job yet. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's like, I, no. I know someone up at Chili's. If, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Dude, but I would say if I ever, uh, I mean, cause it's inevitable that at some point, if I continue to not work for myself, that, uh, you get laid off again. Like the first thing I'm gonna, like, I'm going to go get a job, like at a grocery store or something. Yeah. One, you get a discount on groceries and you just like, <laughs> yeah. at least you have some money yeah. coming in while you continue your search. Yeah. Um, but don't do that. But, go to a tackle shop. Well, yeah, I mean, I could do that too. Yeah. That way you got to, that way I get the shop <laughs> discount. <laughs> but, that, but you'll be in the same, like, you know, and the, the best thing though, is that, like you keep the tackle job after you get your real job. So then you have real people money. To buy a tackle shop discount. Because that's the thing about the shop rat. You're like, hey, man, I got a shop rat. I'm on pro staff. I got a 60% off. I'm like, yeah, but But you you make make $11 an hour. You can't afford. (laughs) You make 60% of what you should be making. Yeah, you can't afford that real even (laughs) at 60% off. (laughs) So finally got a new job back in March. And so shortly thereafter, we took off for the Keys. Had a good, uh, good time down there. The maiden voyage. Or the, I still haven't named that boat. I gotta name it. I just haven't found anything that's right. I don't know, man. She's pretty. She is pretty. Oh, she. It's got to be right because she is pretty. He, she's pretty. People stopped on like when we were at lights and we're they're like, "Hey, man, there's a pretty boat there." Yeah, that was. I, it's, I probably sold it on here. I, I'm sure, but I don't care. I'm gonna tell you again because it's one of my favorite stories ever. Uh-huh. Come on, uh, sitting out a light in Alamorada. Old man rolled up beside us, and I was driving Tucker's truck, but I was driving, so I was in the driver's side and. He comes rolling up and he's doing the the, the hand wave, you know, like the uh-huh. bring the window down. I'm like, oh shit, something blew out of my skiff. Something <laughs> fell off the damn trailer. Who knows? You know, we're all the way on. We're A one and and Almirada. And all he said was, "Hey, what year is she?" <laughs> and I said, "I was like 95." He goes, "She's beautiful." <laughs> just, and the old salty dude in the keys stops you in traffic to tell you your boat's pretty. Yeah, 
I, yeah, I, you I got you something know, working. I feel like right. if I had a Boy Scout sash thing, I just I earned me a badge. Yeah. <laughs> you, had, you got something good working for yeah. sure. Yeah. In uh, September, punched a hole in a deer. First buck I've killed in long, long time. First deer I killed okay. in a long time. So got a little euro mount for him. And oh, cool. Got some bunch of sausage and meat and been eating on him on the regular. But uh, I like them euro mounts. I was a, a little yeah, nervous because I I killed a doe a couple years prior, and I mean went arrow went right through her on big big mechanical blade. Never a drop of blood. Never found a blood trail anywhere. Went and searched for hours. Looked for a couple of days. Honestly, never found her. Found her skeleton the next year. Wow. How far off your trail were you? Twenty yards. Oh my God. <laughs> it was this little tiny side trail off of a of a main one that, that deer would use to come in and out uh of the woods there. And I just never noticed that. And then I was just walking through again and was like, Yeah, what okay. And then walking through I'm just like, Well, I mean that's I mean, I assume it's my deer. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. It's a good assumption. Um but so when I when I shot that buck, I mean, God, I've been in the stand for 45 minutes. I mean, you know, in the summer, it gets like a lot sooner. So I'm sitting there going like, it's seven o'clock. I got an hour and a half more to sit. And then, like, yeah. you know, normally it's about the last 30, 45 minutes where it's like, all right, phone's away. Like I'm paying super attention. Well, I was sitting there. Yeah, that, that, they call it the uh, magic light. Yeah, magic the, ma- hour, the magic, magic hour. hour. Yeah, so my right. wife had just texted me and been like, have you seen anything? And I was like, no, not yet. And then I picked my head up and I'm like, oh shit, how long has he been standing there? <laughs> Uh, I guess you probably, I don't really do a lot of, I've never really done much of it, but I don't want to say much of it, not at all. I mean, can you get pretty just distracted by something for like 15 minutes, just be looking at something over there? Do yeah. you, are you pretty pretty good about constantly? It I mean, it depends. Depends. depends on where you're sitting. Yeah, honestly. I mean, I, I zone out a lot, but I mean, you, you get, there's different people. Like sometimes I'll bring like a little book or whatever with me, like not uh-huh. a, not a page turning book because you're sitting in an open stand, but uh, like a Kindle, something where you don't have to move a lot and you just let rest on your leg. Um, I try not to mess with my phone too much just because that's movement. Yeah. Um, Will you hear something first a lot of times? A lot of times, but well, not all again, the time. it depends because the deer where I'm hunting, they're coming out of a pine thicket, so it's all pine needles, so you don't hear shit. Okay, so they just kind of show up. Yeah, they. Did, yeah. Um, or if they're going, there's a pond right next to my food plot, so they'll go over there and get a drink. But again, you you're going to catch them out of the corner of your eye. Now, if you're hunting up in lodge and you're sitting in the middle of the woods and you, you might, but I mean, I've heard them be as loud as a freaking tank and I've heard, you know, where you never even. Yeah. I mean, I've had them where I thought somebody like a person, cause people are real loud in the woods, but like even good hunters, but like I I've heard well, like, God, dang, is somebody walking in like where it sounded like, yeah, like a, a clumsy person walking through the woods. You're going to turn around and then there's a deer and you're like, Jesus. But then I've had other ones where like, I've literally like looked over, and then when you look back, there's one right under your stand. You're okay. like, where the fuck did you come from? Just, uh, <laughs> just depends what mood they're in, clearly. They can, be, they, can, they can move in and out of places without making a yeah. one sound. They're, they're sneaky little bastards. So I put, that, put a fixed blade through that one. And I, I always aim for the, like, the bottom third of the deer. Because okay. if they jump the string and actually jump, then it'll be a clean miss and they'll run off and you know, be, be just fine. Yeah, yeah. But if they drop... Which It'll, they do more often. If they do more often, they hunch down. Then they'll it'll be a double lung at yeah, the very yeah. least. Yeah. So it's either you're gonna hit a kill shot or you're gonna miss. And sometimes they just stand there and you Some, get exactly and then, and, what you want. Right. So 
I was sitting there and I was like, I'm pretty sure I missed. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I missed low. I don't know how I missed low, but whatever. I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to sit here. We'll wait. And I'll get down, look at the arrow later. We'll just see if anything else comes in. And about five minutes later, I'm just like, <laughs> I got to look gonna, at that I'm, arrow. I'm going to check that arrow. <laughs> sure enough, good red blood all over it, all the way through. I'm just like, okay, well, being that he ran in the exact same direction as that doe did, and there's so many paths that just crisscross, uh-huh. I'm like, they could have gone anywhere. I'm like, I really, well, I've got good light. I want to go establish where the blood trail is. I'll come back in, in, you know, an hour or so and pick it back up. And, and for those that don't deer hunt, the reason this is kind of a risky move is if what will happen is they'll run for a short distance if you hit them hard, like, say, lungs or, or even a heart, but usually just more like lungs. They'll run a little ways, and then they'll stop and lay down because they can't breathe real good, and they're going to rest. But if you come up on them while they're laying there resting, waiting to die for a minute, they'll jump up and run again, and they may not stop for yeah, a long right. way after that. So the the goal is you want, like in my book, unless it's real, real hot outside, I wait at least an hour before I even go into the woods looking for them. Because hmm. we call it bumping them. You don't want to bump them because then it just makes your job that much fucking harder. Gotcha. If you leave them alone, they'll go run off and lay down and they'll just be like, I need to rest for a second. And then they'll just die right done, there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I knew the direction that he ran off in. And I know that on the other side of that pine thicket, there's a barbed wire fence that's got a section of it down. So all they got to do is either hop over the, the single line or they go underneath it most time so i was like i think that's where he's going and um sure enough walked up right right on him already dead big bull of blood so got a heart shot cool um so i was like all right well i'll just go get the truck drug him out well you guys could do that or you could just call up old clint mcneil at habitat ranch he's coming to charleston december if you order some beef he's man he's harvesting all these cows right now Oh, I was actually, we were talking so about if you wanted, it. We were talking his, about going we were, in on some we were, beef. Get on his website, y'all, and check it out. He's coming to Charleston in December if you order from Charleston. Okay. I'm getting, we're, Doug and I are going to split some. I didn't mean to totally cut you. I thought that'd be a good little segue. It is a good segue. That is a good segue. Yeah. Well, it's just funny because our, our, we had a text string going about, like, do we want to go in as a group on, like, a half cow or, yeah. or quarter beef or whatever, and we were, we're gonna I, think, I think we're still debating. Yeah. Well, if you you know if you don't do it this year, you can see what I got for. We're gonna split. Doug and I are splitting an eighth, which is roughly twenty five pounds of yeah. just kind of different choice cuts, or whatever. So, yeah. but with that in mind, we probably should take a little break. It's been forty two minutes. Let's see what happens with Doug, and maybe just go ahead and get Hodge in here and see what happens. Yeah, we got a few uh, topics we want to hit. So uh, yeah, well, well, this is a good break. I gotta pay anyway. We got a uh, YouTube ad for you. That's a good tune, by the way. Much less this real good tune. This one gets me every time. Fred Eagle Smith. Yep. I put my head across my arms, slept on the wheel for an hour or more, and I started it up, took off, ended. And it's trucker speed, bends a drain, percocets and fed up meats, black beauties and west coast turn around. That's right. And the coast is clear, I drive with my knees, mix it all up like a recipe. 
a great new way to keep a man's hair in shape. New Max for Men, designed by Gillette. The hair dryer and styler with plenty of power to dry hair fast. Too much curl, the training brush smooths out waves. Too little body, the shaping comb blows in fullness. Max for Men, for the natural look, with plenty of power to style as it dries. New Max for Men, the hair dryer and styler, designed by Gillette. Scoop Callahan here. Are you a large person? Pleasantly plump? A little on the hefty side, perhaps? Well, the Mad Mike's House of Fitness School has you covered. At the low, low price of $300 a... What's, what's that, Mike? $400 a week. You can live on site with Mad Mike and learn all his fitness techniques that he only shares with the Hollywood stars. This four-week... Uh, what's that, Mike? Five-week plan will whip you right into shape and make you the toned, sleek, loudmouth of your neighborhood. You will move into the Mad Mike estate and live side-by-side side with Mad Mike where he will teach you his secrets and fitness as soon as he gets home from work. These include, but not limited to, bare-knuckled hobo fights, cross-town midnight nature walk to your home from the bar, diet mountain food, proper loading and unloading of four-wheelers from pickup trucks, Push lawnmower techniques, the Atkins diet, moving furniture around the house for the old lady, and much, much more. So get off your lazy butt and go sign up and show everyone in your neighborhood that you're a mad night man. Now you see all the magic works, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's not as complicated as it sounds. I'm so ready to get one of those setups. That's just <laughs> <laughs> if you make this deal, can't you just buy us a new setup? Yeah. I yeah. Gotta, hey, by the way, that looks really good, man. We can always have the, that, that tattoo is looking really good. We should have the headsets with the microphone. Isn't that what the cool kids that would be now? awesome. Have like, little, like Garth Brooks. Yeah, like I'm the just, Garth Brooks. Mic. You gonna add to that? Make I'm a full shocked. sleeve. It's the only permit I've seen after I'm 18. I'm shocked that the budget couldn't afford Mr. What if you just had a full <laughs> sleeve of Ospreys? <laughs> Uh, Osprey, yeah, good headphones. Hey man, yeah. just Osprey. I bought I bought these things for Birds our microphones. One, we have three different conversations going on. Yeah, right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Prop, proper. Is, this is like the first one we've ever done. I think. Yeah. Well, welcome back, Doug. Hey, I'm here, man. I made it. Somehow though, I made it. The fact that Doug was here when the side conversation started makes sense. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was outside the window thought, the whole time. I was I outside you were the window talking to your time. guy. No, I was outside the window, you like asking not, you to come in no, from the cold. You were doing because I was. Doug, you were doing the joke when you walked that, downstairs. Is that with his facial expression? <laughs> it's like this. Is that what that means? He's out there doing jokes and bits. No, no, I was out there asking to come in from well, the cold. You know what this is? We thought you were just like saying, yeah. "I'm sorry, I'm still <laughs> on the phone." <laughs> we're like, <laughs> it's like Wait. playing strange automobiles when he's going down this wrong. <laughs> you know, they're just waving at him like who, planes, trains, automobiles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got, I, it's an old movie, I, but yeah, yeah. It's I a Thanksgiving it. movie too. It. Everyone should have seen it last week. I thought it was a Christmas. It was no, on TV. Thanksgiving. Like. No, it's really 
bet yeah. right now. You want to arm What's wrestle? What's the one where John Candy's like the Poker King of? Poker, That's Poker. Full House. Oh, no. Sheboygan. Or not Full House. No, no, no. Sheboygan. Come on, come on. Did you just say Full House? <laughs> yeah. Might I'm well. at home alone, but yeah, <laughs> it was, was the poker king of Poker, poker, poker. That was yeah. They were in the box truck. <laughs> That's playing yeah. automobiles. No, it's not. No, it's Home Alone. Home Alone. It's Home Alone. Uh, John Candy. Kevin's mom. Kevin's mom. He's Kevin's mom trying to get home. She yeah. catches her ride yeah. in the box truck with the hey, polka band. Polka, polka, polka. Yeah, come on, man. Well, can we at least introduce our guest? Yeah, we can. I guess we could try. Justin. Let's make it as quiet as possible. <laughs> Justin Hodge, straight from Columbia, South Carolina. Wait a minute. Woo! I'm right? leaving since then. Well, you're Buford something. <laughs> Wait a minute. Still, man. Wait. Bluffton, <laughs> Bluffton, South hey, Carolina. Hey, somewhere hey, in South Carolina. Bluffton, South Carolina. All right. I like Bluffton. Somewhere in D-town. South Carolina. D-town. Yeah. Stay down, baby. I, I spent some time in Bluffton. Uh, it was blurry. <laughs> To say the least. I can understand that. Yeah. It's a solid, solid little spot. Yeah. It's all right. Well, welcome to the uh, magical studio where all the magic happens. Thanks the, for having me. The kids yeah. just wonder how it all works and how it all happens. Yeah. You're seeing it firsthand. I really am. I'm blown away. This is exciting, isn't it? This is very exciting. You've been down at the whale a little bit, got a little lubed up. Yeah. yeah. Doug Tested. got a little lubed up. He's acting like he's on a call. He's really down no. there drinking <laughs> beers. No, seriously. I really was outside and really cold. <laughs> Yeah, well, he forgot the reason why that he uh, actually ended up back at the well. Uh, it's because the door actually locks. There's no, there's yeah. no, yeah. You, know, you can't. Well, you didn't the put door. the rock in the way, and, uh, did you? Yeah, he he got locked out. I right. love how he didn't just look at me and go, go get the door. Because like, truth is, I wanted to get us. You wanted to go back. Yeah, I knew. I, I knew. He had to get us. And we'd like to introduce our studio, a live studio audience, which is yeah, Tucker. He's yeah. back in the seats. <laughs> hey. We got Matthew Price from Atlanta, Georgia. Matt Price he goes by Matt. <laughs> one he's got T. Some nautical. One st- T. He's got a nautical story he can tell us about later. <laughs> yeah, he does. Oh yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's interview Justin nautical. here. Now let's talk about Matt's nautical story. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> From so a distance a where story. he can't respond to anything in a modern one. Yeah. So Justin, I think I, I met you when you worked at the the fish the fishing store in Columbia. Barons Outfitters. Yeah. And at the time you were a photographer, a budding young photographer. Trying my best. Yeah. And uh that's where I met you when we'd come down there and like kind of show you all some flood tide stuff and blah blah blah. And uh that's probably ten years ago, roughly. Not that long, but really? Yeah, it's been more like because I've only been doing this for eight years. Really? Yeah, since August. Well, coming on, you know, okay. towards year nine. But All right. yeah, that that was, I think we uh, had flood tide in our store, Barron's Outfitters in Columbia, South Carolina. And, um, it had to be, it was probably like, well, I've been gone for two years. So uh, 14, 15, then probably like seven years ago. Okay. Yeah. So, and how did you time. how did you kind of decide that you were going to try this whole photography thing? Which in in today's world is, I would I would think it's pretty difficult. Now you've yeah, made some sure. changes. You've turned left and turned right and kind of uh, adapted. But it was ultimately it boiled down to the amount of student loan money I had coming out of college was was super steep. Um, you know, I was looking for a, an outlet to do other things with the money that I made because I, I stayed on with Barron's Outfitters once I graduated college. Okay. Um, and I became the manager of that store. Okay. And so 
ultimately student loans started hitting six months after you graduate and you're like holy smokes yeah. i got a lot of a and lot you of knew you here. probably wanted to do something you enjoyed being outdoors yeah and, i mean and, but hunting and fishing for me working at baron's outfitters was a a joy for me okay um i enjoy hunting and fishing always have and that's been kind of just where my passion's always been <clears throat> but you know i started seeing seeing the amount of money that i had to to put up every every month and that was yeah. crazy um so i really enjoyed photographing things with my phone i you know i had a small little camera that my mom bought me back in 2007 um didn't use it a whole lot but because phones had advanced so far from 2007 to 2011 phones um, and you had the gopro gopros yeah, are great too, yeah, that, yeah. That so you know being able to um look forward for something that i could do to make residual money to help offset my loans yeah. every month um what I was really the first thing what was the first thing where you're like oh my god i could make money doing this like who who's the first person that paid you to to take a cool oh, photo and that stuff something in that I bartered range. for so long i mean <laughs> well yeah i did too i know what that's like uh, i know what that's like i think the the first moment that i realized that i could shoot photos um, like I said, I, I was always taking photos with my phone, editing them on some terrible software that, you know, your apps were, were allowing you to do. Um, but I picked up a real camera and photographed my cousin's family, um, back in, back in 2015, in July of 2015. And I was able to take some really cool images, like just right off the rip, was able to actually edit them. And I, you know, I, I'm not a portrait photographer yeah. by any means. I, you know, that's something that I enjoy doing. Yeah, but I'm not a, that's not me. Um, and to be able to to see some cool imagery um, from that moment and first really holding a DSLR in my camera, or in my hand, excuse me, um, that really enabled me to see that I could do something like this to make me money down the road. Mm-hmm. Now, with a full pull, frame camera. Wh- yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with a real camera, for yeah. sure. Yeah, like not your phone. Um, yeah, yeah. So that was one thing that really showed me as I got some really cool shots in that moment of photographing a family, which that's not what I like to do, but I felt like I could go forward and making this work and trying to make a little extra money from that point on. Um, And then the next month I bought a camera and I bought a computer and I just started getting after it. Gotcha. I mean, how much today is any sort of photography tied to a computer? I mean, how many guys actually go out and don't even come back to a computer and do a lot of editing is that that's pretty rare, right? I mean, part of your artistic ability now to make your photos look like, this guy's or that guy's is a lot of post-production, right? Sure, absolutely. Okay. And I really feel like your creative side really shows in, mm-hmm. in that is, is taking a picture is one thing. Being able to create something in the way you see it yeah. is how that, that image typically gets portrayed for you. Mm-hmm. So your artistic style, your way of seeing that light in either, you know, my mind, I, I imagine a lot of things while, you know, I'm out there and, and taking a photo and being able to recreate something that I have in my own head, yeah. Yeah, whether it was yeah. seen when you first take that yeah, photo yeah. is, I know is, what that feels yeah. well, yeah, It's huge. I think anybody that's ever taken a picture, a lot of times you, you sit back and you look at that picture and you say, yeah. that's not what it yeah, looked that's like. Not how I right. That's right. not that's how not I how saw it. That's how I, that's not what that's, I saw in I my head. With, you know? with video, you try to recreate that though. I think when you go back and you try to edit your own stuff, and you're like, you, know, you got everything diced up on Final Cut or Adobe or whatever. 
you're trying to recreate what you saw in your head. Mm-hmm. And it, the question I had, and this is, <laughs> so if you're like, if you were doing this all over again, if you were trying to get into the business, is it more networking with people who can show your stuff or is it creating your own like storylines? I think you, it's, you know it's certainly I mean? it's certainly creating creating your own like just with any creative anybody that that seeks to um, put their thumbprint on a creative you know whatever it is right, right. you know whether you're a painter like Paul is or whether you're a photographer like me you know your creative style is one thing that draws people to your mm-hmm. page now you know yes the networking is huge like yeah networking yeah. but i think is, you have to have that style first you then, then the networking have, happens you yeah. have yeah. to have basically what you first what you're trying to say is if you want to make good art you got to be a good artist but if you want to make money at it you need to know how to network that's why they always yeah. say you know the greatest <laughs> artists always make more money when they're dead right? yeah exactly yeah yeah that is true that's that's funny uh well I had I had a good question, and then what happened? Well, I'll I'll jump yeah, in then on, if you're like so. So I fish a lot with my buddy Germs, which I'm sure you yeah. know, Jeremy, and and my he does his talent. Yeah, he does he, he does his talent. thing, but he always talks about too. When we're talking about the post production thing, he, he always talks about um, trying to minimize post production with his skill set at the camera. Yeah, at the point yeah. of a point of yeah. taking the image. So like me, it's infuriating because I, I I'm a writer. I I write things down. So I, I rely on taking in the moment and absorbing things. So fishing with a photographer for me is a nightmare because it breaks that flow. Not not that there's anything against photography, and I'm not trying to take anything away from all of it. But what trying to set up a certain shot or trying to set up a certain angle because you're trying to both of us are trying to tell a story, sure. right? You're trying to tell it through images uh, when you do video. But it's such a good marriage when it's done right. When it's done right. When and, it's done and, right, it's such a good and, marriage. And I made a, when you look at a book and you can see, yeah, you know, and you read along. And well, and sometimes like, oh. that, but I think honestly, those guys need to be in separate boats because like for yeah. me to be left alone to absorb what I need to absorb, to see what I need to see and to have the experience I need to have to be able to tell something from my perspective from, because sure. writing is a lot like what you're talking about. It, it's about your own style, personal, your own personality yeah, personal, mm-hmm. coming out. So for me to do that, I need a certain experience. Like otherwise, you know, whatever. But the point I was getting at was how do do you focus a lot on that? Do you focus a lot on trying to tell the story from the point of inception or trying to tell it later in post-production? Where do you kind of fall on that scale? That's a good question. Uh, I mean, I feel like most of it, always going in, you you don't know how the day is going to lay out. I mean, you're just basically just, you know, just seeing things as they happen, just as you would as a writer. You have a raw canvas. A, yeah, raw canvas for yeah. sure. I think you try to portray that. It's it's a little bit of both. I'm more of an appreciative of the post because, like Paul, he's a great artist. I try and see things in the moment, but yet try and put my own perspective on artistic value towards the images that I take. Um, a lot of times that, that, you know, in the moment kind of stuff, you take a, you take a great image. Um, it takes that, that uh, it, it encompasses the story. But then on the back end, you know, I really appreciate spinning things, whether it's, you know, going black and white or just changing an, a, a thought process on, you know, mm-hmm. how you saw that day in the moment that you were shooting that. So, um, I don't know. I mean, I mean that I actually a, reminds a, me like... Kind of, 
too. Yeah, they're mesh, and and, and that's my point. Hard. It's like my thing is like I haven't fished with germs. This is my only point of reference sure. because having fished with someone who's there with all the cameras and yeah. all the things, right? Yeah. You know, he does a really good job because he knows me and we're friends, and he knows how I roll. So like he very much on those shoots, it's not a lot of setup shots. Like, hey, I want you to stand here, uh, turn your head this way, hold your rod in this hand. There's not a lot of that. Right. He just lets me do my thing, and he kind of tries to work around right. whatever I'm doing in the moment. Because he knows how I work, but like I, you know, I I only have that perspective. I only have his pers- way of doing, it. and he's very big on that. He's very much I'm going to take whatever you give me and and live with it. But I've also been in other places where I've been expected to like, hey, I want you to stand this way, hold the rod, looking this way. Right. I want you to look off. Imagine you're looking like you know what I'm saying. Like and I like I so think, I think majority when you, when you crack open a gray sporting journal and you see a photo essay, is that what you call it? A photo essay? Photo essay, yeah. So you see a series of photos going from beginning of end, like let's say a fishing session. Yeah. Anyone who can capture the excitement of you don't know what's possible. You capture that. So Cormac always said going to the bar is the best part of going to the bar. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, yeah. Go, the, the excitement of going to the bar. Yeah. That's yeah, the best like part. Rigging up your rod. Everything we, else yeah, that yeah, happens yeah. is usually not as good as the excitement of going to yeah. the bar. Yeah. And going fishing is just like that to me. I don't know, man. I've no. had some pretty good moments after I got there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the, like the tailgate. But t- but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like the I tailgate moments after fishing is yeah, yeah, just, yeah, just, just as good as yeah, yeah, Okay, that's another thing. Yeah, but it's like anyone who can capture that. So if you capture that in video or photography because you always see the opening shots of like people on sport fishing boats like going out or you see them on the flats boat going out like zero dark 30 running out there you know that's where all the excitement is you see it in people's faces right i think yeah and i think whether it's a photo or you a painting what's gonna happen. whether if it's a photo or a painting yeah. the reason why we do this right and doug you have a great eye too you're a photographer and a videographer as well if you can get someone to look at whatever they're looking at and all of a sudden forget where they are and put their put themselves yeah, in that moment yeah. and totally escape escapism and then suck back out of it and all yeah. the, that's what we're doing it for. Like the, the and go ahead and put your tell everyone your Instagram so they can look at it maybe while yeah, they're listening absolutely. here. It's uh, like what's your Instagram address? J Hodge Productions. It's J period H O D G E Productions and you should be able to find Okay sexual there. Yeah. So I don't know if this photo's on there yet, but the one you did a couple weeks ago of just the canopy of that boat in the waves. Like if, if yeah, you that, didn't know that, what that is, that but that awesome. it, it instantly in takes the trough, me in that, the trough. Yeah, yeah. The trough of a wave. It's just Ooh. the top of a boat. It doesn't have a Technically, it doesn't really have a boat in it. Doesn't have a fish. Doesn't have an I angler. Had, I had to wait a minute for that boat. To come but back a great shot. But it yeah. instantly, <laughs> it instantly put me in that moment, yeah. even though I wasn't there. Right. To the to the reasoning of I'm so glad I'm not in that moment. Right. If that makes sense. Like I'm like I'm glad I'm not there, but I'm there, and it's just a picture. And it only has water in the top of a boat. And it's one of the coolest photos I've ever seen. I love it's it. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. But it just that's, that's the lucky moment mm-hmm. though that. Yeah. The well, na- nature gave that to you, basically, and you were there to capture it. For sure. It. Yeah. I mean, and, and that, that day was crazy. But to, to harp on your point, you know, we see things. I've always said, and that's why I've, I'm more of a photographer than a, than a videographer. I think that emotion can be captured in a single image far greater than any mm-hmm. sort of um, moving motion picture. If you pay attention. Uh, right. Uh, but, like, 
anybody, you know, I, I, I do some shows, you do shows as well. You, you put your art up and and majority of the time people come to you. And the first thing they come to you is I can put myself in that situation. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the craziest things about photography is like, it hints on so many emotions that the, the person viewing that picture has to see it for the first time and take them back to a moment in time where they remember that. And that's one of the coolest things about photography. Yeah. Same thing with like painting a picture like you do. There's a moment I'm, I'm looking at these pictures around the room and there's moments where people can put themselves in that situation versus, you know, you really got to pay attention. You don't have the time to sit still and just see an image. Yeah. Motion picture moves so quickly that it, it does encompass a lot of emotion, but it doesn't enable you to stand still in that moment. And mm -hmm. that's why things that are going forward with how things are is it really doesn't take the time. It, it takes people away from sitting in a moment. Yeah. And that's one of the craziest things about photography, painting, cool, creative movement works that people do is like people can really resonate on that kind of stuff. And that's the coolest thing mm -hmm. about photography. Well, then that leads me to a question. And, and I've been in Paul's house a lot and, and I've seen, you know, his artwork kind of rotates based on like what he's doing and what he's selling. And, you know, he kind of flows through his house. I rent the paintings, but <laughs> yeah, Paul rents, Paul rents his artwork. Um, but, uh, what about you in your house? Like when you're set and sold, like you said, a, a moment that means something to you. Do you have a particular moment in your house where like you have, do you have one, po let's say we have one picture, one photo in your house that like, that, that'll always be in your house. Something that, that like universally just was like, that's a moment I need to remember. Do you have something like that yet as a photographer? Or have you, have you done that? Some, some solid questions. I have. <laughs> that's I, what we do. Those are, these are good. Holy smokes. Um, you didn't expect this. No, I didn't. Yeah. Uh, we don't look like much, but every are, once in a while we come are, out. These are deep. These are deep. Uh, I have a lot of a lot of pictures that I appreciate. Now, for me, you know, I I, I print things and I I post them on social media. I love to see just what things would look like in the works that I do. So I have a fair amount of prints that never got sold. That they're all mine. So <laughs> <laughs> kind of like Paul. Yeah. I don't know how that uh, goes. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, hey, I think as I can you're creating, uh, uh, they yeah. both pay fee free rent in my head. I mean, but no, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Paul, free rent. Paul don't pay free rent. He lives on no, all the I mean, artwork like, in my house is Paul Puckett artwork. Well, so if you way, see but, something, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, seriously, it yeah. sticks with you. And I, I could be at any point in time in Doug's house and see a Paul Puckett painting. Well, come on to my house. You'll find the ones that Paul, that Doug doesn't own. I, mean, I probably got them. But uh, the thing is, like, that's, that's, that's true. But that's my true. point was, yeah. he's the artist. Like, right? Yeah, like, yeah I, absolutely. Like, I mean, yeah. maybe there was, I didn't know. It turns out there's not, but I thought maybe there was like no, a special. I mean, I definitely have some. He's mobile. I think he's, some he's mobile right now, yeah, too. Yeah, I'm pretty mobile at the moment. Um, I actually live in a camper, so. There's nothing um, wrong with you that. Know, I don't have a whole lot of wall space without the thing falling apart, so you can't really tack pictures up. But in my office, I've got some pretty cool, pretty cool I've shots that make me appreciate. I haven't yeah. framed it yet. Wait, yeah. do you really? Yeah. yeah. Well, damn, Justin, I don't I'm have sorry. one. I know. I already know the print. Well, well let me better. let me tag onto that photo. Is yeah. there like a is there a photo that lives in your head that you hadn't taken yet? Is there one that like you want? Is there something like that a goal of yours? 
Like sure. I have goals yeah, as anglers. Sure. I have goals at a hundred. Yeah. yeah. Like like Baja is a is a stripe marlin mecca. Uh, bait yeah. balls underwater. Yeah. And you have do you have like you have an image of a fish like, doing I, a thing yeah, that I like see, you I want see. specifically to happen. Yeah. And in a that. big bull just I mean, I've got an, a shot of uh, you know, a hunter standing behind an aspen tree, uh, big bulls on the other side, big bull elk, and he's at full draw. Uh, the the smoke is just burrowing out of this bowl. Uh, like I've got I've got a lot of images in my mind of things. Well, I'm that glad you weren't with me in Montana. <laughs> <laughs> because if you were, you would have had a great image of an arrow sailing right over the back. <laughs> that yeah, still would make a pretty cool listen, picture. Listen, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the only picture I needed was the one beforehand. It doesn't matter what happens after the leaving, uh, the release of the arrow. Oh, as long oh, as oh, I got you a full draw on that elk is bugling. Uh, smoke's rolling. So yeah, tell me, tell me. I can't. That, a, that makes me shake just thinking about just, it. Just, just oh, cool stuff. Okay. I mean, I've got a lot of uh, of things thought. My yeah. thought process. See, most people think of me and. You know, I, I I got started fishing because that was the easiest way to get on somebody's boat or, or get into an opportunity. Um, you had more access to it. Yes, for sure. And like managing that hunting and fishing store, um, you know, I'd always tell people, you know, hey, I'm dabbling in photography. And, you know, I'd love to join you. And, you know, nobody would ever pretty much call me, unfortunately, just because, you know, that that is what it is. But the moment I started working for Saltwater Sports Magazines, um, that was a big moment for me to be able to jump on people's boats um, and and really enable the opportunity to capture people in the moment of fishing. So, you know, fishing is, has been one thing that I've, I've been a part of for a long time. It's been my staple. But I appreciate hunting so much more um, personally because of the emotion that is behind hunting. Like fishing, there's a lot of emotion in fishing, but hunting the deep down roots of emotion hunting is is unbelievable as yeah. far as that it hits goes. it hits different chords for it sure does, absolutely yeah. um and i appreciate i mean i'm a big hunter myself and you know i really appreciate the emotion of the things that go on you know in a process of of harvesting an animal so uh hunting i need to i need to get more into hunting uh but you know fishing just you know pays the bill so <laughs> hey man ain't nothing wrong with that is so. there is there a uh let's say like a vintage photographer that you really liked and a current photographer oh, that man, you really like i'm so far i don't know give me some I'm so just, terrible let's names, just name though. like you got uh oh, i don't know just what what's this maybe not a photographer just like what What's a good inspiration for you? Good artist. Well, could I mean, I, I look up to the guys that are in my daily space. Um, yeah. You know, there's a lot of guys that I follow that that do a great job at at making me better at what I do. Uh-huh. Um, you know, you, I, I'm, I'm. It's unfortunate that I'm, I'm not like someone who really gravitates towards other people's imagery, and but you know, I just kind of just do my own thing. But yeah. Guys in in the space and guys that are are people that I know, I I really appreciate a lot of mm-hmm. the things that are going on with with what people are doing. Um, there's a lot of guys that shoot for Sitka that are absolutely incredible. Um, you know, my bus, my buddy uh, Jesse Mails is a huge video guy. He's great in in videography in the fishing space, and so you know, I, I really appreciate those guy types of people. I don't really have 
you know, historic guys. That's no, fine. Really, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate, I, I do appreciate everything that has come up to, yeah. to the point now is because film guys are absolutely incredible. Like, I don't think I could do what I could do. Yeah. Um, oh, I if think I had to shoot film, well, I think, well, I, I think I you know. know. That's a I lot. say the There's same thing. That, but. I say the same thing to myself because how much I use my computer and print prints and printing and I can't imagine being in the 60s or 70s and like Eldridge Hardy, even in the 70s and 80s, making these amazing paintings without yeah. the help of just being able to get on Google and eating, yeah. <laughs> needing a human in a certain pose. And looking at a certain thing. It's just, yeah. it blows my mind yeah. how much I use that stuff. Now, if I was back in the 70s and didn't have that luxury, maybe I would have adapted and figured it out. Yeah. But it's just, sure. I think you would have everyone to. adapts to what they have and what they can use and what yeah. they need. I think I would probably ultimately get involved with it but yeah the fact that i don't have to uh for the most part unless i want to just kind of get artsy with it mm-hmm. um you know the, like going into a dark room and just the different like things, things that can oh like, the chemistry the way, behind that's how it. i yeah. started it's crazy huh i started in a dark room really yeah and high school like high yeah, school yeah, photography. i used to love it yeah yeah i used to love it that's just a whole nother world though it is i mean right? that's just a, a whole, whole nother yeah. world film Chemicals. Yeah. Chemicals. My, my chemicals. dad, my dad dabbled Sniffing. in photography. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my dad dabbled in photography in college as well, uh, and he had a he had an old camera, and that's that's one thing that that's kind of me and my dad share is the fact that my dad kind of really appreciates photography deep down. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, like going in a dark room, mm-hmm. producing film. Uh, yeah, changing lighting and you know, but you don't based. need to do that like, now. Well, we don't have to. No, but it's we all don't have a creative no, aspect no, no. of. Have you ever had the intrigue to maybe? I'm sure there's labs and studios around here where people still do that. Oh right? yeah, if you wanted to do it, you, you can could literally it make yeah. one in your house. Okay, in in a day, gotcha. the chemicals are not that expensive. Sounds like etching, do doing etchings. You need acid yeah, and all these crazy <laughs> things. It's like, why would you do it? It's it's, it's not going to yeah. service. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a that's a. The personal yeah, aspect that's of a, yeah. your appreciation for that's it. Adobe Lightroom is all the room I need. An enthusiast, uh, yeah, I pay for that every month, so I yeah. might as well use it, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, very cool. I, I agree. Very cool. You got any? Uh, what's your next trip? What's the next thing you're doing? I've got Guatemala coming up on Tuesday. Um, wow, did, uh, Guat on cheese. Uh, Guatemala. Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> catch, page, right? catch some sales on fly uh, yeah. for two days, and then I I'm photoing for Pacific Fins out of Guatemala. I've been there. This will be my nice. fifth time down there. Um, love Guatemala. Um, love. I have a strong appreciation for Guatemala. Um, yeah. You know, every. Most, you know, it's funny. It's like everybody. I and I believe it or not. I I've known a handful of people that have spent some time in Guatemala, and everybody says the same thing. Like they Guatemala's all the people, cool. the country, They're like super nice. people are like, amazing. Like, but it's it's the eye opening experience of of seeing a, a a culture that is really poor. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And and you know I, I've always said economically since the first day, poor. Absolutely. Not For, culturally since, poor. Right. Or resource wise, yeah, really. Poor, but. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But like I've always said, since the first time I ever came back from Guatemala, and just seeing seeing that culture is, you know, the the people that that struggle with America and they they hate the place that they live in. Like, please go spend yeah. some time in a different place. Well, and yeah. then getting to meet people that, yeah. that amen, yeah, amen. That, that yeah. one Guatemala, getting to see people that those places forge, like those people that so come happy. out of that are like. 
that's a different breed of human. Like it is. they have skills and abilities that yeah. we don't have because we're soft. Uh, <laughs> we're yeah, soft yeah. white people <laughs> from America. <laughs> we are. But we Guatemala is coming up. Water um, balloons. I love yeah. Pacific sails. I've spent a lot of time in in South Florida catching Atlantics. Um, so I'm gonna scoot down on Sunday, uh, fish with my buddy Matt George, um, who's a big Atlantic sail guy. Stewart. We're gonna fish one day on his brand new. Alamorada, and then we're gonna we're gonna roll to Guatemala on Tuesday and and catch cool. sails for two days, and then I go to work and so I take photos for the Pacific Fins um, billfish um, tournament that they've got coming up. The so are you in a, an actual photo boat for that? Like the bet? No, those? I'm on the boat with with okay, crew. With okay. Yeah, that's yeah. a hell of a life you got, John. It's a, it's tough. Man. I know. Somebody's got to do it. Do, would, you, would you rather be in a photo boat where you're kind of no. you like being no, you on gotta the boat? Be in the moment. Okay. Yeah, you gotta capture yeah. moment. Going back to the thing with that you said with Jeremy's, I mean, uh, being in the moment and capturing moment versus like setup shots is yeah. not, you know, I'm a in the moment take them take photos of emotion in a moment. And so, okay. you know, whether or not you you know, you you have your setups like what you want to do, um, I'm all the time trying to capture something different yeah. than so like Jerms, Jerms and I are the same born from the same bread as far as shooting around things that we know that are, are, yeah. we, we don't try and stay within the, mo- we try to shoot emotion. Well, in a perfect world, yeah. the yeah. guy I like fishing the way you doesn't, that. You went yeah. well, in a perfect yeah. world, the guy fishing doesn't know you're there. Like, right. Yeah. You just, yeah. Take, yeah. majority of the time I send an image and they're like, Holy smokes. When did you take that? Why? Yeah. When, when did that happen? Yeah. And yeah. that's, and that's, but that, but that's the only time you get a true honest picture. Right. I mean, because otherwise, like, cause I, and this is my own hubris. I, I, I'll like admit to it, but like, I'm, it's a good word. I'm, I'm conscious of when that a camera like, I'm conscious when there's a camera near me, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like you, yeah. you as an angler or whatever, like, you oh, know, no. somebody shot some video. You, you're pretty good on, camera. I let it ride, yeah. but like, I know, <laughs> I know the camera's there, and I know what the camera wants. Like sure, you know, sure. what I'm saying, I, yeah, in my yeah, head, I know what you mean. Or yeah. at least popping cork in a fly rod. <laughs> exactly. I've made some videos. In the but the thing is, like, that's I, the greatest. When you're when you're there and you're in that headspace as an angler, it's different than like yeah. Germs has definitely come yeah. up on me with like, "Hey man, check this out," and show me a picture that I had no idea yeah. that yeah. he had got, and it was yeah. way better than anything yeah. I could have like sure. given sure. him. It, you know, sure. and I, that's a weird way to look at it but when you're mm-hmm. when you're aware of the camera you feel like you need to perform for the camera yeah so that makes majority sense. of the times like you put a camera in front of somebody's face uh what do they do ultimately they're shut just, down they're, they, uh, yeah. Yeah. they are not the same like, person they're not the same person yeah. that they were oh I mean, hey there's so not many. these two <laughs> right. but if you had not cut, these two guys cut <laughs> they don't they don't do that if you're not used to it <laughs> well, a lot of times they turn on somebody you say say you I don't know. In this day and age, you you hire you know extras to be in some of your shoots. So you put a camera in front of somebody's face. A lot of times they're a lot, very timid. They're not the same person. Mm-hmm. Um, so really being friends with those individuals and and that's one of the toughest things with what we have to do is we have to sell ourselves. We have to sell us as humans as far as just somebody cool to be around. Yeah. Um, and you feel comfortable sitting here talking to me. So you let your guard down. You got to let your guard down ultimately. So I have to win that over on you, um, from the get go. If I don't even know you. Um, but that's one of the coolest things about trying to capture emotion is, is gaining that trust and then being able to, to shoot strong emotion. 
and that's one of the coolest things about what we do is is just trying to figure out at what point in time are we going to be able to capture that emotion and it doesn't awesome. happen often i have nothing but respect for photographers i don't i i, I feel I like i have like in my head i'm like oh that'd make a great picture you know what i'm saying like everybody thinks like oh i could take some good pictures but i know deep down i don't have the patience or I don't even know what it is. I don't know that it's a special vision, but I, I think it, it comes down to patience and perseverance in my book, sure. because you've got to be willing to stick with the camera, even when cool shit is happening around you. Like I said, I'm ADD as fuck. Like me, like I'm jumping into the cool shit. I'm not, I'm not holding on to the camera. Yeah, fuck ADD, off. Right? Yeah. yeah. I'm jumping in. I'm, I'm going to do the cool stuff, you know? So yeah. like, I don't have it. I don't have it. Yeah. I know that. But I've been around dudes that do, and you appear to be one of those well, dudes that do. I just appreciate capturing a moment for somebody else. I mean, I, not not to say that I've been around and and you know I'm dabbling in you know fly fishing, and I enjoy that, and that's a that's a really cool thing for me. And but like taking images for other people and trying to capture the coolest part or coolest image for somebody and just to see their emotion on an emotion of a cool shot that you've taken is is amazing for me like i i appreciate that i'll tag along with anybody to go on any fishing trip or any hunting trip just to capture a cool moment for that individual that they can remember for the rest of their life i'll tell you this up in my time room at home i have uh i have i've artwork and stuff all over the place stuff my wife won't let me put anywhere else in the house is all up there <laughs> and uh one of the photos i have is probably that's where the kansas bucks gonna go, <laughs> it's it? where it's gonna that's go right. yeah but like one of my one of my favorite photos is uh an old photo that germs took before he was even really professionally making money at photography he was just a hobbyist at that point and uh we'd gone to the outer banks albie fishing and um caught this albie and it wasn't big albie or anything special or anything like that but um you know, I, it was one of those little shotgun poses where you kind of point the fish at the camera kind of thing. And, and you can't see my face. Like my face is actually, my hat's kind of low and the, the light, he did it in black and white and the light blurs my whole face out. So like I have no face and you just Good see for him. He can sell that more than, more yeah. than <laughs> and you can see the Albie's face clear as day, of course. And there's I'd like a that little picture if it was of me and there's a little drool of like water dribbling off the Albie's face and like you can see my hands like you can see like the creases in my knuckles like you can see a lot of things in clear detail but you can't see me and that that picture is still hanging like in black and white and it's one of my favorite photos and I can't even like like when I die after Nora's gone probably nobody's gonna know that that was me like nobody's gonna know that that was that was me in that picture yeah they were that's still my favorite photo ever of me holding a fish and then I'm not even in it really Right. I mean, I am, but I'm that not. That is really cool, though. And and, and yeah. like that to me, like that's the power of photography is yeah. that like you he captured a moment that in that moment, me holding that fish, that was one of probably twenty or thirty we caught that day. I mean, shit, right. like you know, you're out right. fishing, it's on, it, it's crazy. I don't remember that moment. I don't remember what day it was. I don't remember what boat I was in. I don't remember which day it was, what year it was. Right. I have no idea. But that moment still lives with me. I'm like, I right. it touches every Alby right. that I've ever every touched. Time you look up yeah. At it. That's that's the power of what you friend. do, yeah. And that's that's crazy. Yeah. And I appreciate people that can do that because yeah. I can't. I have no powers in that world. Hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean that's that's certainly the greatest thing about photography. I do 
I do all the, the video stuff just because I have to to make things, you know, work out for myself. But, you know, majority of my, my space nowadays is pretty much 80-20, 80 video, 80-20, or um, 20 photography just because the world is going in that direction, which, you know, it's, it's tough for us photographers that actually love to just create photos. Well, think um, about what you can learn from a photo. Like if you see all, if you saw a photo from like a hundred years ago, whatever, you can learn so much from that. Sure. Yeah. You know, by looking at it. So I think it's a wonderful thing we have now that you do, you actually capture a moment yeah. and it's, it's really cool. And for it sure. does move. It moves to me. Oh yeah. For a sure. really good photo. Absolutely. So, well, that gives you your 20% of the time to at least still do what you love and still make sure. some money doing yeah. that. Yeah. It's not like I'm not <laughs> yeah. shooting pics when I'm out there. I mean, yeah. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm probably somebody that showcases a fair amount of work as far as the photo side. They yeah. all, the, the gigs that I get, they're like, well, we, we appreciate the video. And I was like, well, I got it. Got all these images. I yeah, take yeah. Too. Yeah, watch. Like, check I'm a photographer. Yeah. I was like, that's what I used to do with all the little the little yeah. pop art things. People holding yeah. the fish. I'm like, oh look, the, what I do paintings is what I really do. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> so I mean, it's yeah. it's hard to yeah. get people to stop focusing yeah. on. You know, right. you, you got to help them for so. sure. For sure. Well, should we phase out of this one? We've had this has been a good segment. I loved it. Yeah, forty I minutes. It. I appreciate that was, awesome. that was forty minutes. Yeah, yeah, it oh, was forty speech. minutes. I blacked yeah. out. It goes by fast. <laughs> well, might have been the freaking reserve. We're gonna come yeah. back. Well, we're just gonna have another yeah. long segment. Yeah, uh, we're gonna have Argyle McSheely, some fly fishing. You writer. found him. This is yours, not mine. Who? Argyle McSheely, some guy you, that's written a bunch of fly fishing. Where books. do you find these guys? And then we're gonna talk about Louisiana. Right. I think Mike's I'm, got some good. I'm going, uh, I'm going there. In a I got weeks. nothing. Love it. We're gonna yeah. go fly fishing for a week. I there think. you go. All right. Week yeah. before Thanksgiving. All right, December. All right, we'll come back. Yeah. Thanks, Hog. Yeah, man. Thanks yeah, for having me. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Matt, you're up. Still like this song. Still like the anthem to my life. I don't know why. I know we're not supposed to be talking right now, but I'm talking right now. Pathetic dream. Road rats run down, wrinkled from the rain. The song in my heart knows just one sound And I sing along just the same Slobber bone <laughs> So good Three, two, one. This segment of Valley Live brought to you by Man Who Smokes With His Windows Up <laughs> And can you blame him? Enjoying that sweet Virginia smell and taste and spreading it all through the neighborhood as he goes from store to store to store. Yes, he has bumper stickers on the back of his window, and he'll tell you his feelings on every one of them. So, next time you're on the road, give a nod to the man that smokes with his windows up. This segment of Barely Live brought to you by. Doug's current haircut. 
My God, would you look at it. Mike, look at it. This reporter's seen many things over the years, but nothing like Doug's current haircut. <laughs> Just My God. God. So professional. So unkempt. How does it do both? Back to you, boys. I love Scoop. <laughs> you do that one is you can always use it because it's current. Yeah, it's, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's going to change every time. Oh, my God. And it's always funny. Oh. Oh. Man, what happened to Hayes Carl? I don't know. Where's he been? He's still putting out music, but I feel like he's none so of it's good. Really, I don't really hear the good stuff. <laughs> he's still putting out music, but it all sucks. I don't really, I don't really hear the good stuff. Yeah. I don't hear the good stuff. I love Hayes Carl. Yeah. Well, his old stuff, apparently, yeah. is all you love. So, uh, it's good to be sitting around the uh, old campfire with you boys. Yeah. I know, uh, right? It's been too uh, long. Right. We finally let Tucker back. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> his I know. his I know. suspension's been lifted. It's good man. to have back. <laughs> you stopped doing that weird little thing you were doing, and we we decided it was time to have uh, you. Uh, yeah, and stop doing know, anything I mean, weird. What, just, wait, just what, what, what was that weird little thing you were doing? I, well, that's it's all relative. <laughs> I mean, this is the first time I'm hearing about it, so perhaps I can be educated. Well, maybe we were wrong. Maybe we I mean, maybe, maybe I don't need educated. to do like a, it's like too much, too many squeaky voices. I don't know. Um, hello. <laughs> well, we've got a guest. Uh, yeah, I think he's out there. He's an author. He reached out. I think he was the same contact that we got uh, Justin through in the world of books and blah blah blah. So. You ready to meet him? I guess Argyle, Argyle McSheely, I think is what Argyle. he said. Argyle McSheely. Argyle. Really? Yeah, hold on a second. Let me go get him. Right. I thought you were joking. Bring him in. Okay. Dude, who is this guy, buddy? Oh, hey, I don't know. How we doing? Hey. 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 hey how are hey. you? How are you, Doug? Good to see you, buddy. Uh, you too, man. Uh, um, Tucker? Wow. Uh-huh. Tucker, okay. Yeah. Mike. Where are you yes, from? Sir. Mike, the yes, author sir. himself. How are you, bud? Well, nothing compared to you, apparently. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. You've you, you penned a few books here. I bet, uh, I bet you've read them all that have inspired you a lot, and I'm just happy to know that that's happened. I really... <laughs> It just makes me feel great about the work I've done over the last 25, 7, 8, 9, 10, 30 years. And uh, just makes me feel great that I can inspire young, aspiring authors such as yourself. And I don't really see a whole lot of books that you've written out there, but I'm just glad to know you call yourself an author. I see it on Scoff all the time. It's just great to see. Well, I, great I, to meet you. I ain't read any book. Re- haven't written any. So books, Tucker, but, yeah. Uh, so what? Uh, what's your story? <laughs> Tell me more about what you do, bud. Oh, you in know, the fly just, fishing uh, world. Uh, uh, nothing anymore. Just I, I, partic- okay. I participate. Um, great. You know, where have you uh, fished? Where do you like fishing? Oh, uh, you know, I have uh, been I started out fishing when I was thirteen up in the okay. Appalachian Mountains. Appalachian. I, uh-huh. I wrote a book back in '79 about the Appalachian. '79. You probably read it. First off, Tell it's you. pronounced Appalachian. Yeah. Just so okay, uh-huh. Mike. Yeah. Um, we're already starting off on a bad foot. Uh, but anyway, so I wrote a book back in '79. You most likely read it if you fish in the apps. I like to call them the apps. Um, a lot what, of blue liners. Was it, was it life in the Wataga? No, it's no. called blue line. <laughs> it's blue lining and seventy nine and seventy nine and blue lining and seventy nine and. That's uh, 
It was real wait, spe- wait, wait, wait. Uh, well, wait I need to stop. What is 79? It was real specific to that year is how those oh, blue liners fished that year. Gotcha. A lot yeah. of uh, blueing all of that. A whole book on that. I write a book about every year, Michael. So I wait, just, okay. what are blue liners? Oh, they're little, just little blue streams on the map. Hey. If you look at the map, the little... They're not named, most of them. And they, if you look at a map, it just has a blue line on the map. <laughs> Clearly, really he's know. never fished in the Appalachians. <laughs> okay, there you go. At least uh, you said it right So, Doug, time. what's your story, bud? I know you do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, making <laughs> deals happen. I was listening to it live out earlier. It sounds like you're making uh, deals, beer deals down at the whale. Sounds like you saw me outside, yeah, stressed I out. I did. Yeah, I was down um, at the whale over well, here. How did you get the name Argyle? Um, it's it's funny you ask. My my parents are from England. Uh, mother, second aunt's from Scotland. We actually developed the whole pattern Argyle. You know, speaking of, uh, <laughs> of oh, you developed long all of the Argyle uh, pattern. Uh, all of them. I'm an Argillian from Ar- a long Ar- time Ar- ago. Well, <laughs> you know, speaking of Scotland, yeah. you know, I, think I saw that episode. <laughs> did you ever catch a, a, a taman? No, uh, actually, they're not. In, they're not in Scotland. Well, I know, I know they're not. But I'm just wondering. You've been around. You I wrote a book so in Mongolia. <laughs> I wrote a book. Well, I know it is now. They used to be in Scotland. I wrote a book it's about an '83. Like read a continent. fucking book, it's a, dog. It's an entirely different continent. You probably read Come my on. book in '83, then I revised it in '93. Uh, funny enough, probably Wait, it is but, a different continent, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, Mongolia, Europe, Asia. You're but good. <laughs> technically, you could walk from Scotland to Mongolia. Right? It's on no. a fucking island. Scotland is. So at some point you had to swim. At some point you need to swim, and then you can walk for a it's very long time. Called the English time. Channel. You can go the north from Finland and Sweden, and all that uh, Scandinavian <laughs> area as well. I actually wrote a book I think about that's the North Sea. Actually, but, yeah. It's the North Sea. I actually wrote a book about swimming the North Sea. Uh, and funny enough, I was walking from Mongolia to Scotland. And then, you know what? You hit a wall. You hit a barrier. I, I hit an ocean, and I swam it and lived to tell about it and figured it would be great as a pe- my masterpiece, actually. Okay. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Swimming the North Sea. Yeah, that's good. I would read yeah. that one. Somebody that walked from Mongolia to Scotland and well, swam the yeah, North Sea, I would, I would, I would read that I would that definitely book, read that one. Hands down. So where you do know, you find yourself? Wading the fine waters of question mark, Michael. Where do you like to go fishing? Uh, I'm I'm pretty content here. You know, redfish are pretty good. You probably read my book, Red Fishing in the Charleston Flats. Definitely uh, did not. Two thousand. <laughs> <laughs> 2003 i published it i actually went back and wrote a little last chapter revised it back in 2011 um but we talk a lot about just how we want to be nice and cordial out there on the flats it was more of a how to manage other boats and traffic in charleston which has gotten crazy these days i'm thinking about maybe doing another chapter would you like to maybe work with me on that well first off yeah in 2004 a guest writer you wouldn't have had a problem at all there was plenty of room but now you definitely have an the issue. last 10 years i don't know if you've realized that though my last 10 years have been cray cray <laughs> oh yeah i've seen it but it's all right we're, we're doing fine in charleston okay. we don't we don't have the, so the you, problems that say the keys do yet yeah you do a lot of waiting uh yeah I so mean, what's uh, so what is he your, waited across the north sea what's your yeah. fa- <laughs> what's your favorite <laughs> thank you Tucker, for knowing that what is your favorite redfish fly to throw in your waiting that's a good question. I, I mean, because you're typically out there so, at low when it's rising, right? 
So you, I, so you're waiting I've on got the a tide little fly. to come up. I've got a little fly, Doug. I'm glad you asked yeah, me this question. Yeah, yeah. It's called Mad Mike's Copper Crab or something like that. Oh, yeah? I, I use the shit out of that fly. I'm glad I've you asked me. I've seen it a few times. I've put I'm, it in a lot yeah. of books. Um, I've, I've put written. it in a lot of Redfish's mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, some guy named Mad Mike. I'm not really sure, but uh, it's a great yeah, fly. Yeah, that, that's me. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm Mad Mike. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's Mad Mike. What's yeah. the chance of the... Anyway, yeah, sure, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sure, it's your fly. We can go with I mean, that for yeah. now. If that Wait, you show, it, show us your fly. Is that is that, that an innuendo uh, yeah, for that, something, no, Argo? I'm not showing you my penis, Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> I came here to talk about my current no, book no, right no. now. I came <laughs> to talk about my current book. Oh, yeah? Um, okay. I'm, I'm is that okay? We've already heard about like eight books. So how many books have you written? What, like, What's your number at? Where are you at? 737. That's a lot of books, that my friend. That is a lot of books. You're like the Stephen King yeah. of... So you're not married, right? Oh, I'm married to three <laughs> women. Right? I, all three across, women. I've got them all what? across the country. The Muses or the well, Norns? Which ones, ones are you married? We know one's in Scotland. We know so, one's in Mongolia. So my current book right now, though, is the top 50 destinations that are no longer secrets. All right. What is and, your go-to flat speed? What? Wow, that's a tough question. Bro. Random yeah, question. That, that came uh, out of nowhere. Uh, well, well, he's waiting in a <laughs> in a really tough. He's hung up on this waiting. Really in tough Doug, yeah. I'm friends yeah. with I'm friends with all the guys at Patagonia, Orvis, Filson. Of course. Uh, and, yeah, and yeah. What's that one starts with a D from back in the nineties? Uh, Danbury uh, or something like that. Danbury. 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 Wow, you Danner. reached deep uh, for that one. Danner. 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 Oh wow. The old Danner. Did Danner make waiters? I've come to find that I really like the Orvis. Did we boot. make up Danbury. <laughs> The Orvis boot is <laughs> top of the line, bar none the best. Okay, okay. Yeah. okay. Now we know you're lying. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for asking. Yeah. Thanks for asking. Yeah. I mean, it just kind of discredited all of your 757 <laughs> books. Well, you guys might find out yourself. You go buy one and use it. It's a very good oh, product. Hey, so use it for what? Toilet paper? Oh, my God. <laughs> Wipe my question. ass with? One more question. So much what, for our friend listening the, from Orvis that uh, listen to this podcast. So, what, so when you decide to go out, and wait a flat. And you know you're going to walk this flat, right? No. You know it's low. You know, you're all in this way. You're going to be there for a couple of hours, yeah. and you're going to watch. Doug, let me tell you what I like to do when the, when the water's uh-huh, coming in. I like uh-huh. to drink beer and talk to my buddies and okay, hang out. Okay, so that's where I'm going with I'm this. a great bullshitter, Doug. What are, what are the, I bet. What 700 bucks. Right. better be. Right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what? You know what? Four. Let's, let's go with four. What are the four things you have to have on you to have a good waiting session? You got to have good cell reception for porn. <laughs> you got to have a cold cooler of beer. Okay, cooler. A you take a cooler. A cooler. A beer. A cooler. A cooler. A cooler. You got to have a cold cooler of beer. Uh huh. How long do you like to prep your coolers for? I like to charge them. I'll charge them in the, put them in the freezer. Yeah. Tiger, we're getting off track. Okay, come excuse on. me. Sorry, okay, distracted from the waiting. I'm gonna, I'm gonna require <laughs> at least some sort of gummy, five millies, or. I mean, we're waiting for an hour, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might need ten milligrams for that. And I'm need, I'm gonna need that motherfucker right there to get off my flat. <laughs> Those are the four things I need. 
Mike Wright. You know, I came into this wanting to hate you, but I I love you. Right. I love this guy. I love our guy. Are all 757 books available on well, Amazon? Yeah, because I'm going to buy them all right now. Well, well, dude, I want to party with you. I appreciate that question. Yeah. I'm going to write a book called The Four Things I Need for Fly Fishing for Redfish. First off, I, we don't have a Barely Live t-shirt or a hat or any other merchandise, but the first really one should. that we have should say, I need a 10 milligram gummy and for that guy to get off my fucking fly. <laughs> and we need a guy. All right, guys, I'm out. That's a mic drop, whatever. <laughs> or go. Oh, man. I'm sorry. Oh, hey, oh God. God. I'm so sorry. Oh, man. I think well, I scared hey, I couldn't him. be a part of that. Oh, I, I think, I, think I scared him. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, wow. I think he just wanted to leave on a high note. Is what well, he was. Oh, I, no. I mean, I'm definitely going to take him out fishing. Yeah, because that guy, yeah, that guy fucks. That God, guy. <laughs> Argyle. Uh, At first, I kind of thought he was akin to. I wanted to hate him when you told me all about his whole thing with the books about everything he's ever done. I was like, this guy sounds terrible. He came in a little raw, though. But he came in hot. But the more he talked, the more I was willing to listen. You know what? He was honest. Well, what's your he was honest. Name? What's your cousin's name? Like Huji Legree or whatever his name oh, is. Oh God, that no, guy. that's 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 Calhoun Vanderhorst. I thought they were. Yeah, talking about I kind of thought they were going to know each other, but they didn't. Are you yeah. kidding? Do you think Calhoun would hang out with that guy? He's way yeah. too down to earth for no, Calhoun's yeah, taste, bro. Yeah. Like he ain't got the money to hang out with Calhoun. That was amazing. Oh, dude. Well, where do you seriously what, though? What, what an interesting cat. Our, yeah. the same agent that works with Hodge. Found out Hodge was coming here and asked me because he knew he was here <laughs> signing books at Rivers and Glen. He's really written over seven hundred books. Yeah, seven hundred fifty-seven. All about fly fishing. But for I think real, that's what it was. can we get a bear the live teaser that says I need a ten uh, milligram yeah. gummy and that guy off my fucking fly? <laughs> I mean, I don't even like. I, I don't just partake, that. but I well, would so still. Deal. Now I would I'm, still rock that shirt. Now that I'm doing I, these, I, I would definitely rock that shirt. <laughs> you know I would. Now that I'm doing these print house shirts, these we need to just do a barely live shirt. And just just a simple, yeah, we do. Queso yeah. Corp. We might actually be able to buy some equipment that's not from the nineties <laughs> to record this shit. That's the first. That's the first thing we need to get. Yeah, like this we, is a fully analog. We'll have, we'll have a discussion off <laughs> air it. about. I, I think we should. We should. We should, yeah. we should have a barely live shirt option. Yeah. Um, two shirts, yeah. two options. Whatever. Queso Corp on the, is the logo. Oh yeah, we got to do that. We've been oh, talking it, about this for it, years. Queso Corp is on yeah. everyone. Yeah. Yeah, yes. I'm sure Richard yeah. will lend yes. us his. In fact, you know what? It it doesn't cost that much to make an LLC. No, we'll just do it. We'll start yeah. a website and yeah, start Queso Corp LLC. Yeah. Um, let's, let's well, uh, Queso Corp serious. is already a corporation by name. That is very true. Well, so yeah. he's already, but but is, he, it, is, he, it, is it? Is it? Do you really think Richard has paperwork on it? I don't say registered. No. No. no, we got at least notify the man. Richard like, hadn't no, filed. Gonna, he hadn't filed that. We'll send him some money. Well, let, you know what? We'll just let him hook up his. We'll send him a shirt. We need his signature. We'll just let him hook up his power to the building back here. You know what? I thought his coon claw powder was going real well. It is. Last I heard, it's doing fine, but you know how it is with the, the yeah. non-regulated uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. nature supplements. Some, they they some wax and wane. Shilajit, Coon yeah. Claw. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what are you doing, Paul? Argyle. I'm just 
doing baby and wife uh, text real yeah. quick before they go to bed. Yeah, well. Yep. I'm Man. not. <laughs> I kind of want to go waiting for. We got to talk about this Louisiana thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. All right. So while we're we're just peeling through things, um, we were just talking about what's in the news, and uh, one of the things that was in the news was about the whole Louisiana uh, redfish um, regulations around redfish and keep and all that stuff. Um, and the response to uh the cca for their support for or lack thereof and we're losing tucker yeah you gotta gotta head out put the kid to bed it's yep. all right uh, we'll see you fellas in a month or so yes, all right, sir. That. appreciate it yeah we'll figure out the date all right until damien i didn't know this was in the news it was yeah. in the fly fishing. Yeah, Instagram it's been in the fly fishing news. Instagram world. Uh, okay. I mean, the whole Israel yeah. and yeah. Hamas thing is kind of taking over the rest like, of the news. <laughs> like, God damn them! <laughs> like mainly from guys down there, like Ron literally, Rat, like like Ron, Ron Ratliff. I've seen him kind of promote it, and yeah. you know, it's definitely all thumbs down to CCA is kind of the well, my buddy Ron message. My, my buddy Ron down there. Uh, I kind of want to fish with that guy. Oh, he's fun. Yeah, Rat- Ron Ratliff. Yeah. Have you fished with him? Yeah. I've never fished with him. I've never actually met him. Me and him have had a lot of conversations. I actually want to go fishing with him. Via should. text and yeah. phone. He's a super nice guy. Uh, my buddy... Uh, uh, Ron, if you hear this, holla. Yeah. Most likely he will. <laughs> I think he but the, the thing is, so basically, here, here, here's my take on it. And you guys in Louisiana, if I get this wrong or if I'm not specific on certain things, please, God, give me a little bit of fucking grace here because I'm not... I'm yeah. not an expert. All right. And we don't live there. We don't know all the ins I'm, and outs. I'm going to give you the 10,000 foot elevation view of the deal. All right. Okay. So basically what happened was, uh, see what ha- happened was, yeah. um, <laughs> so, you know, obviously like anywhere else in the world that then endures heavy fishing pressure, Louisiana has been declining. And so there was a big push to cut back hard on the, um, restrictions around, uh, size limits for keep and and number of, of redfish that you could keep as well as sea trout and, and other desirable species. So there was a push for a program. Um, the fly fishing community, the, the guides association down there in Louisiana were pushing for a specific outline uh, that would basically, and I don't know the dates, but it would have uh, ensured a recovery of the um, fish stock within like, well, I'm going to say 15 years. I don't yeah. know the actual yeah. number. It was something like that in there. There was a secondary option. And now, granted, this is all, these options were what were presented to the state legislature, right, to make these laws. So there, these were all going before committees and things that would approve these uh, options in order to put these laws, quote unquote, uh, proposed laws before the state legislature so that the state legislature could vote on them. Correct. So we yeah. haven't got to the actual vote of the state legislature yet. What we're talking about are the committee votes um, to propose the options. The first option and the option most popular with the fly fishing community was the most painful cut on the amount of keep and amount of uh, allowed redfish and red sea trout to be kept. Um, that would cause the quickest recovery of the fishery stock. The second proposed option was a much longer, much more prolonged recovery of the redfish and sea trout stock. 
basically the big fight that came down was that the CCA sided with the long recovery versus the short recovery. So that's what we're talking about is we're talking about like the difference between well, fly anglers and bait anglers. And we, yeah, and we hate no, to say yeah. it like that because I, I don't draw a line in that, that world in myself. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't either. It's not that much harder to catch one on a fly rod than it is on a spinning rod, to be 100% honest with you, when I it comes agree. to redfish. Yeah. But, but it's also not even that. It's the guys that are harvesting the fish. Yeah, it's guys harvesting fish Compared versus guys, guys not harvesting. Not, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and once again, as a person who hunts and, and enjoys collecting my meat myself and collecting food for my family myself, I understand that. I get that. But the thing is, like, there's a lot of our guys, the fly fishing guys, that are very anti-CCA right now. Uh, me personally, I've been anti-CCA for a lot of years. You, you join the yeah. club, but the thing is like the shock and awe that some of these guys are going through right now that the CCA didn't back them on the most aggressive course of action well, is, is a little bit, is a little bit overkill for me because I'm like, why wouldn't they back the slower course of action that benefits more of their beneficiaries yeah. that they're a political organization here's yeah. a question they play to the, I have, they play to like, the masses baby yeah. they don't play here's to a question the I have, and i could be wrong about this but here's a question i have all the people who go to louisiana to catch redfish want to catch a giant redfish yeah yeah so well my, my guys my question is are guides and outfitters are they not targeting slot fish well here's the thing is like you know because it means but they're slot if you don't catch a lot of slot fish they target slot slot fish here yeah and they harvest them you mean like outfitters that are taking people that want to keep fish yeah so so the idea about going to louisiana is you catch a giant redfish so are they somebody has to be targeting the slot fish to harvest same with deer, same with white-tailed deer. But I guess the issue is they're seeing less and they're starting to see less and less of those big fish. I guess because well, they and, are harvesting the slot fish that don't become. I, and here's the thing: is like, is, so, is that how it works? I don't know, man. Well, so so part of it, so part of it, you got to look at it like this. So part of it <clears throat> is part of it's bigger than the recreational harvest, right? Right, right. So a lot of it comes down to your Menhaden harvest offshore. It comes down okay. to yeah. it comes down to a lot of your bigger commercial your things, yeah. yeah. Which which are things that like are also trying to be addressed but are are not being met with a whole lot of uh, agreement because there's a lot right. more money involved there. It's a complicated fishery, man. It's yeah. like Delta Mart. And then I mean, so so what you have is yeah. So South Carolina had a very similar situation in the eighties. We allowed gill netting here, which was a commercial ordeal. We don't allow that now. We don't allow it now, but North also, Carolina does. But because of the gill netting the because yeah. of the gill netting, um, we banned gill netting yeah. because the redfish stocks had fell to the floor. But they also banned any harvest by any recreational angler for years. It was in the nineties before you could keep a redfish in really? South Carolina. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. This all happened late eighties, nineties, and then it was early two thousand they expanded it to like uh fifteen to twenty four. And then mm. now I think the keep rate's a little higher. I don't know, I don't kill redfish, so I don't really care. But the thing is like basically oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we've walked up to the point where we have one of the best like per mile, believe mm-hmm. this or not, you can believe this or not. Other than Louisiana is the only state that can compete with us. We have the greatest number of redfish per square mile of marsh of any state in the country. Do we look really? That up. That's a fact. Really? 
if you exclude Louisiana, coastline. If you exclude, if you exclude Louisiana. So, but the thing is, like, we started from the the eighties of having zero redfish, basically, to now being one of the most prolific, you know, whatever prolific, prolific areas of redfish (laughs) that you can have. Louisiana beats us, but they also have the yeah. Mississippi fucking Delta t- to feed that's, all those fish. So it's like true. it's a it's a yeah. it's a great fishery. But the problem is like now, so you have a lot of outside forces. But one of the things that the state can control, the state can't control a lot of these fisheries because a lot of them are international. They they stay three miles off the coast, and they're now on a United States problem. They're not a Louisiana problem or an Alabama problem or whoever. So the one thing they can address is their recreational fishery and their commercial fishery for those specific fish. And that's what they're trying to do. That makes sense. So people are mad because the CCA took the softer approach versus the hard approach. The argument against taking the softer approach is we don't know what the fuck's going to happen in 30 years. So the the soft approach gives a 30 year timeline for a recovery versus the hard approach, which gives a 10 or 15 year approach. Right? So, the problem is, I mean, I'm not going to try to stand here and be one of these like climate like alarmists, but the thing is like the chances of all of the non-human climactic things that have been going on in our world getting better over the last over the next 30 years is slim. The chances of them being the same or worse is probably pretty fucking good. Do you know how small those changes are? Yeah, I know, but what I'm saying is... Those changes are so small. But the thing is, like, we don't control any of them is the main it's point. Kind of like and, and, of- and we never have. Exactly. We've but- never changed any of that. So it the argument... In- so Our the argument has gone cyclical since time of memorial. And we can go on that, but the, my thing is like yeah. regardless of where you stand on the climactic things, yeah. the point is the argument comes down to the controlled things and the controlled things are the humans. Yeah. Fishing we control the humans. And, yeah. and I, CCA I basically said we're going to punt for the long play and the Fly Fishing Guides Association said we want the short play. And so now you've got a hard line. Well, okay, the so w- because the guides make money in the CCAs, well, the CCA they makes have money. the luxury of sitting on their well, well, wealthy asses and just being like, I, oh, I, I got to give them a little bit more slack than that. In that they, I think they actually care. At the end I of the day, th- like everyone cares, man. Well, yeah, no, I'm not saying they don't cares. care. It's yeah. not about the caring. Thing, so in the last, I would say the last seven years i've started to be more in tune on instagram to seeing and that's just that's just my outlet to it i don't see this on the news it's not gonna pop on on cnn yeah Yeah, right so it's been going on a lot longer than seven years but man i feel sorry for that fishery which in 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 turn i feel sorry for the fish because basically from november through february every fourth or fifth picture i see on instagram is someone holding one of those big fish, the next picture, they have a double. The next picture, they have a triple. Yeah. And it's like the Disney World for going to catch big redfish that are just sitting there. Man, I was in that cold water, and I just need to get back in the water. And I feel, I feel fucking bad for them, kind of. So, and and the, to see all this media about this and that, at the end of the day, the fly fishermen and the guides and the anglers, me included, I went last year and did yeah. this same thing. Doug's been there. I don't know if you've yeah. ever been I've never there. been there. I've been there. We're all part of yeah. the issue, but there's a problem, too, with what the fly fishing people are doing. Even though they're catching and releasing, we have a stake in this as well and a responsibility. And some of those fish are not 
living in ninety percent ninety percent of the people that are fishing there are not from Louisiana. Well, so my yeah. thing is like this: now, like that's a problem. If ninety percent of the people oh, fishing there are not from I'm Louisiana. Right? That's I mean, a problem. I can, I can tell you, I've only ever been to New Orleans. That's like, a problem. And, and I'll tell you right now, like there ain't nothing that's south of New Louisiana Orleans. That's Louisiana's so. fish, and yeah. we should not. Yeah, that shouldn't be that way. It's so, it's but not, you, you got you got to catch twenty two here because there's, there's a yin and yang. There's a yeah. So because here's the thing, like so if we if we agree with what was proposed by the fly fishing guides and and what they want with the restricted, basically you're putting all the burden on the people that kill fish. Yeah. Right, yeah. you're you're saying, hey, you can't come here and catch a limit of redfish like you used to, or limit of sea trout, or yeah. whatever. Right, you're saying this is this is a law that bans you from doing the thing that you like to do. But we, the catch and release guys, the fly fishermen, don't have to change anything. We no. still do everything we want to fucking do. Yeah. And so, like, my thing is like, I all right, prime example. I was just looking into. I'm still looking into. I maybe for my 40th birthday going to Kansas to hunt a whitetail now. If I want to go yeah. kill a large whitetail in Cal, I'm excited. About if it, I want to go to Kansas and I want to kill a trophy buck, I'm gonna have to pay for and apply for tags. And, and not only that, but you're gonna have to work for it. Yeah, you're but, not but it's not even, do it easy. It's not even about that. Yeah. But like the thing is, like even to get a license easy. to legally be allowed to try <laughs> to kill know. one. It's going to take me probably two years oh, to, yeah. to draw oh, a tag yeah. that says I'm legally now, allowed. Now, do I think that fly fishermen should have to draw tags to go fish for fish? Not necessarily. Maybe. But at the same time, <laughs> maybe if you want to, if you want to, if you want to preach, we may be headed that way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think the thing is like this sports getting to the point where like, look, we can, we can be on the high horse all we want about catch and release and all that stuff, but we play in a blood sport. Some of those fish die. Catch and release is not always the answer. Yeah. Some of those fish die. Sometimes you need to kill and you need to call. Well, and the thing, but need, I'm not. I'm not even worried that. about that. What I'm saying is, like, if you want to make rules and laws that that govern other people, you need to have some skin in the game. So, what are you willing to give I up as a fly you fisherman? That, like, what kind of limitations are you willing? To, yeah. Yeah. What what are what are we willing to give up okay. to to say that it's worth other people Can I giving up that? their things? I'm willing to give up some things if I have the opportunity to educate my lawmakers. If I have the opportunity to right. tell my lawmakers how this really works, you can give you can leave then me out. Yes, of that. I even, would be willing. Even to other give fellow up anglers, yeah, even I mean, fellow anglers, because some it, people don't get it. Like they don't understand. If if you would reduce yeah. the the pressure. Now I think the guides would still have the same amount of people on their boat. Mm-hmm. I would think maybe the, the way the math works out, but I'm not saying it's going to okay, happen. Well, but some of these like charter man, boats, it's crazy out there. Some of the, we have it right here in Charleston. Charter boat guys that take people out who are here for two days in Charleston, and they take them out and they kill six redfish or whatever the law allows. Yeah, and then they go back to. I don't know, wherever. No, they have a second from. half day trip that does the same thing. Yeah, and I'm like, that takes a toll Dude, on the on Like, the they just killed 12 redfish today. And I get that, too. Like, How many redfish do you think died today? Oh, my Lord. Well, it doesn't... Uh, but here's the thing. Like, there are people a lot smarter than us that are... 
Like, like okay, in the st- Mike, in the st- Mike, I don't know a lot of people smarter than you. <laughs> so the thing is, like, in the state of <laughs> South Carolina, you've got, be in the state of South Carolina, you've got the SEDNR, you've got the people that are monitoring the stocks, and in Louisiana, yeah. they have the same thing. They're they're yeah. taking a look at Louisiana's the big problem you have in Louisiana is like, from my understanding, the fisheries biologists side with the fly fishermen on this. They're like, yeah. we need a drastic, really hard cut on how many fucking fish we're killing. Sure. And they sided with the fly fishing guys on this one. And, well, CCA didn't. And so that that's the big draw line here. And so here's my thing. I don't want to get all crazy. I don't think we need draw tags for redfish or tarpon or anything like that. I like the idea. <laughs> I love it. What I want to clarify <laughs> is, what I want to clarify is that I, I want, first off, if you were surprised by the CCA's stance on redfish in Louisiana, so tired of hearing my name. you have never had any interaction with the CCA before because the CCA <laughs> is what they are, baby. It's like NRA. They're, just, yeah. they're, they're a large national corporation. Now, basically. there there are some good people in there. No, I, I there don't. There are some I've been really a lot of good CCA banquets that got hammered man. drunk yeah, more than some, once in my life. My thing is that's like... So- my thing is like, look. <laughs> Although that does sound good. Mexico. <laughs> The fly fishermen, we always forget because we're in our own little bubble. We feel, like we're, we feel like we're the majority. We yeah. are a tiny, minute fraction of no the one fishing we can community. Hurt. We can't yeah. hurt anyone. Oh, And yeah. so the CCA, <laughs> unfortunately, speaks for a lot more people than us. But here's my thing. True, true. true. I, I, I honestly, I side with the biologists in Louisiana. I do too. I side with I the yeah. fly fishermen in Louisiana. I side they with the Guides Association up. in yeah. Louisiana. Yep. In the promotion of tighter I restrictions, I think we. But I'm not do. surprised by we the CCA's do. decision to but do what they did. Why did the CCA get all the clout and not the state? Like, why did the state? Uh, just because the state the can use the CCA. Okay. The state yeah. will use the CCA as an excuse and a financial incentive okay, to so do the what they the day, do. The lawmakers. I'm, I'm good for now. The lawmakers made the decision. The lawmakers make the decision. But the, the yeah. thing is, like, when the biggest money organization in the state comes to you and says, hey, uh, we represent a lot of your voters, yeah, yeah. what are the lawmakers going to do? All right, well, so, maybe we should go into queso. Should we go into queso? Yeah, I guess so. I think we just were. That was, not, <laughs> that was queso? That was not queso. <laughs> well, good episode. Let's, uh, we're going to do a holiday in two weeks, like a holiday yeah. episode. Yeah. Yeah, we got uh, Terry Claus. And Terry oh, Claus. Oh, Damien. Oh, Mike, Mike. Yeah. Did I tell you I'm having a Christmas ugly sweater party? You didn't. Is it on a weekend? Uh, for a day? No, it's on a Friday. Friday. That's a weekend for me. Paul wanted it to be a Saturday. It's gonna be. A it Saturday. doesn't matter. It's, I'm still out. I Way love to you, go, dog. Way to go. Well, it wasn't your fault. Joanne can come. Joanne and the baby Joanne can come. Can sure. Come. Yes. Okay. Way to try to be nice, Doug. I, I was trying. You were trying. And anyone out there listening, you're welcome. Just message us and we'll send you the I'll go get queso. Let's all go inside. Fans. I keep getting that confused. It's been so many years, but you know, some things just stay the same. Oh, Paul. 
Paul, look at you. Hey, buddy. Hey, hey, Doug, just passing. Hey, buddy. Twenty-one-year-old rum around like it's like it's Parrot Bay at a college party. What happened? It just choked me up. No, oh, yeah, the, uh, it keeps the plastic all the way to the top. Like, I use my well, pocket knife. It's, it's to your open rum that. ball. Yeah, I didn't open it like that. Like a Richard, savage. how you been, man? Oh, well, you know, sometimes I just hang around and just do my thing. Well, you, hey, how you feeling, man? What you been up to? We've been good. We've been good, bud. Yeah. Are yeah. you? Are you ready for the holidays? Well, you know, so my family down in the Louisiana, they they got busy this holiday season, so I think I'm just going to hang around Charleston. It's the first time I ever see the Yuletide in the Charleston Bay. Well, that's fucking weird. I think that's great. Yeah. So great. Mike said he saw you living in kind of the not really the alley, but the space between his house and the neighbor's house. Yeah. On he, Thanksgiving Day, he said you literally were dragged the turkey between the... Houses and charboiled that fucker right on the fire. Look, all I can say is Mike needs to check his neighborhood uh, uh, survey and allotment. Because uh, there's a little report. gap there, huh? There is a little gap. It's just wide enough for my trailer and a turkey burner. Now, I may have used his backyard for the disposal of the grease, but that's neither here nor there. The thing is, like, he just needs to pay more attention to the government. Well, it sounds like it's here and there. It's, back there. Well, it, yeah, I get technically, <laughs> if you want to get weird about it. Yeah. Hey, hey, Richard, I wanted to ask you, because I'm living down downtown on the Ashley River. That sounds like a mistake. Well, have you noticed an uptick in raccoons? Well, yeah, so here's what's happening. There's an uptick. So with the global warming and the seas arriving, <laughs> the, 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 the raccoons, they don't have the space to forage along the side of the mush, you know, as they the used mush. to. So the mush. It's, it's pushing them into the neighborhoods, which is just a boom for business for Richard Queso. The coon call powder. I got coon call powder coming out my nose. Man, I saw it in Costco. Yeah, it's amazing. Costco picked it up. I got buckets. You can buy coon call powder by the five-gallon bucket. I mean, That's how many coons is becoming out. I got so many, I'm naming them. I got people just handing me coons on the side of the street. I stop at the gas station. I say, Richard Gazzo, take these coons. And I just pick them up. And it's amazing. It's so amazing. You, you must have, like, tens in your wallets. Your wallet. I got I don't want to talk about how much money I walk around with. A lot with of tens. You got a lot of scratch. Your art studio's in a rough neighborhood. A lot of scratch. I don't know if you noticed, but I, I, I fear for my life walking in my truck and you, uh-huh. you're leaving you your studio. I, well, how do you think I pull my trailer around? I've always had a truck. I thought you had a mule. I tried it with a bicycle one time. It didn't work out. <laughs> Those are the mule? early days. A mule? Yeah, you know Justin Hodge from your old Columbia. He, was, <laughs> he took some pictures of me one time. He's a very sweet boy, that man. He was in here a little bit ago. I think he and Matt went down to the whale. The whale? You know, um, you can't pick nothing good up out of there. So I got I got an email for you. Oh, my Lord. What you got? Oh. Did I change voices? <laughs> I might have changed voices for a second. So this comes from Johnny Applewood. <laughs> Oh, we're oh. Sorry, Hello. <laughs> uh, Why are y'all giggling so much? Just read the goddamn email. So, it, it, okay, here we go. Here's what it says. It says, hey, dear Richard, I got a question for you. I love 
I love normal like bait fishing with corks and popping corks and yeah. fly fishing. Uh-huh. How do you feel about me throwing a popping cork and a shrimp on a fly rod? Well, I don't know if you know Matt McMiffin, but Matt McMiffin already did this, and it worked pretty well. Uh, however, what I would suggest is that... Yes. You shorten the leader? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a pendulum effect. It, it, it's, it's, it's all physics, and it's really complicated. But the thing is, like, what you want to do is you want to make the leader very, very short. So okay. that the pendulum effect doesn't fling the shrimp off too far. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm sure he heard it, and uh, we'll, we'll let yeah, him get that. Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds good. It's kind of like a hopper dropper. Yes. Hey, have you? It's a hopper dropper. Have oh, you guys uh, investigated where this storm drain goes on the outside of your building? No, we haven't. Mm-mm. Hmm. I've got some things I need to dispose of, and I'm not sure if I should release them into you the environment. You know what? Hey, hey, I, think I, I have some rope. In the truck, we could tie a rope around you, send you down there. Yeah, let's do that. And I feel like that's a really bad idea, Doug. We'll hold on to the rope By and his see feet. where it goes. We can do it around yeah, his feet. Yeah, and just see where he goes. That way yeah. he'll be able to get down there. Yeah. I'll make, oh. make a look around and just, you know, scout it out. Just hey. see. If, it, if it's like general I'm sewage, sure I feel like clean. what I'm doing is perfectly legal. But I'm sure it's clean. If it yeah. goes to the marsh, yeah. we may have a problem. You'll be fine. <laughs> Um, well, hey, Terry Claus is going to be here in a couple weeks. I love Terry Claus. I know but you guys know each other from for a long time. Yeah, right? legally we have to stay at like 500 feet apart. So <laughs> how far is it from here to the end of your parking lot? Well, you're both going to be on the same feet. show. We'll just coordinate it. We'll figure it we'll, out. Yeah. Is just, that because of Damien? Well, let's just say Damien that plays a part in it. <laughs> Damien plays a part in a lot of things. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, what's your next big venture, bro? Are you going fishing? you making any new products or Look, anything? Hey, so, I don't want to talk too much about it because if we might get blown up. It's Christmas up. time. Yeah, People I know. Christmas time, but I'm not ready to release things and make money, Paul. I, I know you're just an artist and you're happy just starving to death and shit, but like, I'm trying to make money. Starving. I'm trying to not yeah, be poor, that. Paul. I'm trying to feed the little Richer case house that does exist out well, there. Well, tell us about a new product. You wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Look, I hate telling you. Time out. How many Richard, little Richard <laughs> cases are out there? Are they I don't know Richard? how many little Richards there are, but there's enough that my paycheck gets a little tight. So okay. here's the thing. I'm thinking about a thing that involves an otter. Oh, okay. They have teeth. And oysters. Now, just don't get into weirdness about it, but like, okay, they, that's the combo. Think, yeah, a low country, yeah, a low country merging, if you will. Yeah, a little merging between the two enemies. <laughs> yeah, it'll be okay. a good time. Okay, I like that. But look, let's not talk about it too much. Shh, Shh keep that on the quiet. We gotta keep it on. Were well, you gonna go to Santi's get some Mexican food with us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah I love Santi's. Yeah, I love a queso. It yeah, rhymes on my last there. name. It's not spelled the same. Just so we're clear, <laughs> my name is not Richard Queso with a Q. That would yeah. be weird. No, it would be. No, it's Queso with a K. Are we going to need to pay for you again? or? Well, I mean, if you're offering, I'm not going to ever turn yeah. it down. Yeah. I, mean, I got you, buddy. Yeah. Oh, look at Doug. He's got big, big Las Vegas mm-hmm. coffee shop deals. He's going to pay for my dinner. We are going to go. Cause you're playing my off music. Alright. Bye guys. Why is there
Thanks, Queso. Well, I guess we're buying him a. Is Richard really coming dinner to tonight? Yeah. Richard's yeah. coming to the Santis yeah. with yeah. us? Did you tell Case me about my deal in Las Vegas? I don't remember if I mentioned Damn, that. Damn, man. First off, Richard, know, just, you, he, ha- he hides. You, you you talk to him a lot. You've met Richard, right? Yeah, he I, just know, like I know. I know. But you around. talk. I know. I know. I know. But you I talk don't. to him a lot. Hey, man, don't look at me. I don't know. That's okay. It was probably Paul. It was probably Paul. Let's just blame Paul. That's easier. Yeah. Works for me, boys. Well, <laughs> I'm ready to get out of here and go get something to eat. Yeah, I'm I'm starving. So, hey, wait, can we recap for a minute? Because I think we had an amazing time. Though. It was impactful. It was a weird, it was a weird quick, mix. No, quick. it was great. It was good. It was good. We crammed like ten pounds in a five pound bag. Justin, ten was pounds great. of shit in a five pound bag. Yeah. Mike, Mike made some great points tonight. Yep. Did I? Yeah, you I don't did. remember most you, of them. Though. You did. Yeah, Doug missed the kind of the recap bullshit section. Segment. Oh yeah, yeah, you were outside bits. You were outside doing the. Well, Ellis did you even mention that I was outside the window? Oh, the whole. Time oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We were yeah, talking yeah, about. We're yeah, like Doug's right. outside, the Doug's outside the window. <laughs> he didn't once <laughs> yeah. maybe point to the door no. like come let me in. So he just did. so everyone knows, I was actually in the window because I was so cold. But you were but making I, gestures want, like... Yeah, but I want you guys to open the, the door. The and I was like, I was freezing. You were doing bits. You were doing oh, gestures uh, well, that seemed like anyway. you were like, I'm on the phone. I'm sorry, yeah. guys. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like... Now you know. everyone knows how good a friend y'all are. <laughs> <laughs> it actually just shows how good an actor you are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We didn't even... We didn't understand what was happening. Hey, tonight was fun. It was fun. All right, two weeks. We'll do it again in two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. We'll do the Christmas special. Tomorrow we'll set a date and make it yeah. known. We'll make it happen. Yeah. Hey, guys. All right. We appreciate y'all. Uh, can we can we just look back on like six years ago when Doug had to wear the <laughs> 5X t-shirt? I bought that shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did that. Did, what, did he get it? Yeah, he got it. Yeah. Yeah. it was like just <laughs> I bought it at the gas station on the corner. <laughs> In the old Floodside house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like such a fraternity house. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. We'll see y'all. We love, love y'all. We mean it. Appreciate it. Hey, give us a review. Come on. Give us a review. On yeah, that. a little podcast review action. Apple action. Mexico. Lock your door so nobody jumps in your car and <laughs> you up. Listen up. Now we're shaking up the domino. No, I don't Beneath think so.